This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Def Leppard at Rock 102. Uh, showers in the morning and a more steady rain in the afternoon is what they're saying. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into mm. some Hollywood trash with Steve Nagel? I'm going to do. Now, I don't usually do this, but go ahead and break them off a little preview of that remix. What? It sounds like R. Kelly's going to find out what it's like to get a key stuck in his ignition. He's going to jail. I believe I can fry. <laughs> oh, listen to you yeah. talking about an yeah. artist you know practically nothing about. I was going with the uh, Ignition remix uh, lyrics, but uh, yeah, I, I, he got that one too. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, our every ca- count. Yeah. All nine counts he was found guilty on uh, when he was facing in that sex trafficking case. In addition to trafficking, the charges including racketeering, bribery, coercion, and enticement. There are also 14 underlying acts, including sexual exploitation of a child and kidnapping. He could be looking at decades behind bars. The uh, charges involve six female victims, including uh, Aliyah, uh, the late Aliyah, who married Kelly when she was just 15 years old. I think it's Aliyah. I yeah. think it was Aliyah. No, uh, no, Aliyah. No, R. Kelly no, is Aliyah. No, no, that's that song by Tom Jones. No, that's Delilah. No, no, you're, no, thi- you're yeah. thinking of the one by Donnie Iris. No, that's Aliyah. <laughs> anyway, uh, during their case, the prosecution called uh, dozens of witnesses, including both male and female accusers, who said they were groomed for sex and were psychologically abused. Kelly's attorneys said they're extraordinarily disappointed in the verdict and will continue to, quote, fight on R. Kelly's behalf. Yes, most uh, defense attorneys are a little upset when there's not a single shred of uh, doubt. This was Kelly's <laughs> New York case, by the way. He's still facing charges in uh, both Chicago and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So he ain't done yet. Oh, you, no. You know, when they, when they first aired that documentary, uh, Surviving R. Kelly, I, I watched the, my wife and I watched the whole thing. And, and you know, granted, it's a documentary. It's, it's one-sided. You're only hearing about the evidence against them. But as you're watching it, all I can think of is, oh, my God, have they got him. Oh, my God, this dude's in big trouble. And then I like how uh, during the show or during the story last night on the news, they showed just a little clip from that interview he did with Gail King where he just got, you know, jumped out of his chair yeah, and yeah. went crazy he got a little saying emotional. he's innocent. Yeah, yeah. No, R, you're, you're, you're not. You're in that fact, not only are you not innocent, you're guilty of everything everybody has said. <laughs> everything that anyone has ever accused you of, you did. Well, if you watch that clip, he, he doesn't just... He doesn't just defend himself. He starts rambling on about all these other things. Oh, yeah, uh, abuse is real, uh, but I'm not the one doing the abuse. (laughs) We need to go after. It's like OJ going after the real killers. Sure it is. Right? Uh, It seems like Will and Jada Pinkett Smith uh, enjoy giving us vague little hints about their marriage and then watching us endlessly speculate and, uh, you know, keep talking about it all day long. Yeah, like now. Uh, in a new GQ cover story, Will reveals that he and Jada started out monogamous, but evolved past it. Ooh. He says, uh, Jada never believed in conventional marriage. Jada had family members that had an unconventional relationship, so she grew up in a way that was very different than in how I grew up. He also adds, we have a, 
Giving each other trust and freedom with the belief that everybody has to find their own way and marriage cannot be a prison for us. You know, they have an open marriage. Right? Yes. Basically, yeah. 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 Well, how hmm. come, uh, well, let me see if I can find Jada Pinkett Smith's number in the yeah, right. decks over yeah. here. See if she'll uh, turn out at uh, the station. I don't know, Steve. You got a lot of uh, Steve Nagel in you. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I'd be get, She'd be getting piggy with it, not getting jiggy with it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, remember that? J- jiggly with it. You remember uh, all that chaos over Jada's, quote, entanglement with rapper August Alsina? Uh, Barely. No, I don't. Yeah, sure. All well, of it. You should say yes. Yes, I yes, do. of course I do. <laughs> it turns out Will had an entanglement of his own because he didn't elaborate. He had an entanglement of his own because he didn't elaborate? What, what does that even mean? Well, it, like the intention that he was uh, messing around with some chick, too. She was messing around with that rapper guy, yeah. but he didn't talk about it. Oh, in other words, they're supposed to be honest with each other yeah. and transparent and tell each other who they were with. Right. I gotcha. Yeah, that ruins everything for yeah. it. You're not going to tell it. No, no, no. This is the big surprise. You you don't know. <laughs> uh, David Letterman crashed a Brooklyn Nets press conference and asked Kevin Durant dumb questions like, why do people call you KD? <laughs> Kevin seemed a little annoyed when he answered. It's not clear if he uh, knew someone was messing with him or not. But it didn't. It's not like he at the end of the press conference they're like, "Oh, by the way, this was David Letterman." He didn't know who he was. He didn't know who Letterman was. I don't know if he didn't know who he was, or he probably just wasn't expecting him to be there asking questions like that. But the other question was, "What's your uh, what's your percentage going to be this year? 90, 95, 100, 110? I'm done now. Did he, did he at least answer the question as to why they call him KD? He's, he said 110%. No, he didn't answer the question. He didn't answer the KD. It's too no. bad. Uh, Jamie, We're going to spend a whole day trying to figure that one out. Jamie Foxx wants to remake Stephen King's Misery based on a weird interaction he had with fans. He spent an evening with a couple who won the opportunity in a charity auction, but it got weird. How weird? Uh... Let's see. He says, you know what an actor loves more than money? Compliments. I was supposed to be there for 30 minutes. I ended up staying there for two hours. Oh, boy. Yeah. Doing stuff from the Ray movie. And he doesn't say stuff. He says the S word. From from the what movie? He played Ray Charles. Oh, okay. The, All right. the, yeah. Uh, but then it got weird, so I built the Misery remake upon that. They tied him to a bed? That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? They, that would they, be. They smash his feet with a with a sledgehammer. No, that he's just he wouldn't go on to say what happened. He got better, and then they smashed his feet again. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what. Happened. That's that's it. That's horrible. Right in the middle of writing a book, Ugh. just for her. Uh, Demi Lovato saw a floating blue orb in Joshua Tree uh, that they called a beautiful and incredible alien experience. This inspired their new Peacock series that comes out Thursday called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. Wow. That's going to be good. That's interesting. I think that's going to be uh, pretty awesome. I think it's going to be canceled quickly. <laughs> and Ed Sheeran lookalike uses disguises out in public after too many crazy fan encounters. He's the guy who's supposed to be the lookalike. To keep the crazy fans away from the real Ed Sheeran. And, and he's getting... He's getting yeah. overwhelmed. There are some <laughs> perks, though. He gets sent free stuff, and he gets into restaurants and clubs as a VIP. Oh, wow. There you go. Hey, take, take it. How you can get it. And that's your Hollywood Trash. I'm Rock 102. I am. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Benjamin Moore Paint. 
Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if any of you are aware of this or not, but apparently there's been some sort of disruptive public health crisis going on right now. It's called a pandemic, and from what I can tell, it's not a particularly enjoyable one. In fact, yesterday, Boston Celtic head coach Ime Udoka became the latest to find himself in a 10-day quarantine after coming down with a breakthrough case of asymptomatic COVID-19. The dude's been vaccinated, and yet it still got him despite his best attempts to avoid getting it. You see, folks, there are plenty of people in the NBA who, for whatever reason, are refusing to get their vaccinations. They'll play in a bubble, they'll play basketball in front of an empty arena, but get a Moderna shot at your local CVS? No way! Granted, there are many reasons why so many players are still unvaccinated 22 days before the start of the NBA season. For example, in a Rolling Stone article that came out this week, Kyrie Irving of the Nets, who happens to be the vice president of the executive committee of the Players Union, allegedly liked an Instagram post that suggested that a secret society is implanting vaccinations to link minorities to a master computer, which then claims to be a plan of Satan. Now, I was not entirely aware of this particular conspiracy theory, but let me just say this. Of all the things on Satan's busy agenda, don't you think he's got other things he'd rather do? Sure, a pandemic seems like something he'd be into, but linking vaccinations to a supercomputer, even by Satan's standards, is a bit much for the dark overlord of the fiery bowels of hell. Raping, pillaging, famine, disease. Yeah, that's stuff I'm willing to believe from that guy. But entering HIPAA-protected data into a super mainframe computer? That's way too con- time-consuming and even unnecessary, even for Satan, who probably hasn't even bothered with any of his Microsoft updates, nor has he renewed his antivirus software, because really, what's the point? Look, I'm willing to believe that some conspiracy theories out there might be valid, but when Satan gets thrown into the conversation, that's when I get kind of skeptical. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Traeger Woodfire Grill is ingenious. Cooking-grade wood pellets give everything real wood fire flavor, and Traeger technology gives you total control. See a Traeger in action. Look for Rocky's and Traeger, the better living center at the Big E. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Maybe some showers in the morning and then a more steady rain in the afternoon is what they say with a high only about 70. It is uh, 61, 2, or 3 right now in downtown Springfield. <laughs> it, all, it all depends how close to <laughs> the thermometer you want to get. Well, I got 61 on my computer monitor. I got 63 on 22, so we split the difference. I guess could be 62. You know, I got a thing on my computer screen which always says 71. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that's all about. Mine is uh, is strange, too, because it gives me uh, a, a reasonably accurate temperature for the first couple of hours, and then it changes to something completely different. So I don't know if it's uh, actually outdoor temperature, indoors, yeah. uh, rectal, or what it is. But uh, it's weird. I'm going to say it's probably rectal. It that's, might be rectal. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, it it's it could be scary if you're one prone to get scared easily as to what's going to happen when vaccine mandates take effect. And other than, I'm not even talking about healthcare workers. I mean, you still have supposedly, you know, hundreds and hundreds of nurses who are refusing to be vaccinated and are going to either walk off the job or be let go 
when uh, when a mandate comes along. But then on Mass Live this morning, there is a story that says um, dozens of Mass State troopers are going to be leaving the job. Dozens have uh, submitted their <laughs> resignations. Now, it's interesting because what I also saw was that so far one trooper has done that. Um, so when whether or not you submit your resignation and then actually uh, resign, because, of course, many of them will, will retire mm-hmm. instead. They'll retire early. Um, but about 20% of them are not vaccinated. So I, I saw the story, too, and I thought, uh, well, uh, a resignation is still a pretty strong action. Uh-huh. But... Uh, can because they're within a union, could they have chosen to strike instead, or are they not eligible no, to strike because it's public safety? Right. All right. Uh, so police and firefighters can't strike. That's the thing I was trying to re- remember. So, yeah. so really, the the option is either um, retire or to resign. Yeah. 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 You know, listen, it's not good. I I understand that there are some people who believe that it is a personal choice, and, and I can't argue with you about that, although I would love to. But, mm-hmm. you know, when your personal choice has the potential to affect the health and well-being of other people's, why is your right to, uh, to you know, have your own choice more important than my choice to be healthy? Well, I've been saying that all along when I've been talking about a lack of sympathy for uh, people. You know, it's the same thing. If, if, if your choice is going to affect mine, then uh, we got a problem. In the uh, in Connecticut, according to Twenty Two News, uh, actually it's from WTNH, three hundred school bus drivers will walk out the door after work on Friday. Now, granted, I'm sure all bus drivers walk out the door after work on Friday. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that that's special. Yeah. Except, I, I, I believe that's called every Friday. Yeah, it's called the weekend. Uh, but but apparently. They are not going to come back. Uh, the Connecticut School Transportation Association said the driver shortage is massive. In a letter obtained uh, by the Transportation Association to the commissioner of the State Department of Education, they warn school bus driver shortage will become 10 times worse on that day, and it will be a crisis driven by government. Uh, that day, meaning uh, Monday, Monday, the... Uh, well, yesterday, Monday the 27th is when the vaccine went into effect. So moms and dads should have <clears throat> patience for sure on Monday. When the hell was this story posted, for God's sakes? It was posted on the 24th. Okay, yeah. four days ago. Nice job, 22. Thanks. <laughs> Must have taken that long to get it up here from well, New Haven. Well, maybe you need to clear your cookies. Yeah. And that'll, that'll do yeah. it. Um, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the big problem here is that so the government has uh, has basically left it up to all of us to decide whether or not we want the vaccination. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, they were hoping that people would want the vaccination, and, and millions of people do, or and and have, and 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 got vaccinated. But in order to really beat this thing, you need to have a certain percentage of people to get vaccinated. Left on our own, we've proven that m- there's a good deal of people. That want nothing to do with these vaccinations whatsoever. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can't say that that I, there wasn't, you know, some level of concern early on about whether, you know, I, I wanted it. Uh, I mean, I knew I wanted it, but, 
you know, there was some concern about, all right, well, what's the, uh, you know, what are the side effects of this thing? You know, what's the long-term effects? I can understand that. But I also understand the, you know, the, the short-term necessity of getting it. Mm-hmm. And that every time this virus passes from one unvaccinated person to the next, it mutates into something different. Sometimes that something different can be worse. Maybe it's better. But that's unfortunately the way these things grow and the more resistant they become. So we're not really, until we have that that magic number, and I don't even know if they've even moved the number of what they need to have full herd immunity anymore. Uh, you know, we're always going to be kind of stuck with this. And I understand the idea for mandates, but I also... Yeah, I wouldn't want my employer to tell me you must get it. I mean, uh, apparently everybody here has been vaccinated, and thank God for that. Supposedly. Supp- I mean, I, I don't know if anybody is lying yeah, about it. there's probably some liars I, here. I haven't asked for any uh, vaccination cards. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I suppose that if it were mandated, I would be uh, put off, kind of like we're mandated for anything that we're asked to do like a wear clothes or a a staff party or Mm. you know like a a mandatory luncheon you know that kind of thing well think of it this way also uh american men have lost 2.2 years of life expectancy because of covid that is the biggest decline in 29 nations in a study of the pandemic's impact on longevity deaths among working age men contributed the most to declining lifespans in the u.s that's uh, that's hard to believe that they can. Uh, you take a you take a lifespan average and you can lower it in just like two years. Before the pandemic, life expectancy had continually increased in most countries, but this has triggered a global mortality crisis, the magnitude of which has not been witnessed since World War II. The study is the first to use an extensive collection of demographic data from 29 countries. And men, life expectancy in the U.S. dropped most in more than seven decades, falling to 77.3 years. What am I going to do with that point three? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. But, you know, it, could they, but prior to this pandemic, had uh, deaths been decreasing uh, yeah. over, over time? I don't know. So, because, you know, any increase is going to be seen as particularly significant. If the trend has been on a on a, dow, a downward trajectory over an extended period of time, any bump up is going to seem like you know an extraordinary gain. Mm. I'm not saying that it didn't happen, and I'm just saying that you know the way statistics and research are done can be manipulated to prove nearly anything. So you know, I, I would need to. I mean, I think we need to know a little bit more information about how this was taken before you say, oh, yeah, well, it's research, so therefore it must be right. The biggest declines in life expectancy, a loss of one and a half years or more at birth in 2020, were documented among males in the U.S., uh, as well as Lithuania, Bulgaria, and Poland, and females in the U.S. and Spain. Females from 15 of the 29 countries and males from 10 ended up with lower life expectancy at birth last year. If taken on an average of 5.6 years for those countries to achieve a one-year increase in life exp- I don't understand any yeah, lo- more of this. It's, lo- it's losing you. Yeah, and, yeah, And they're yeah. doing it on purpose. Yeah. The more information they throw at you, the less you're going to understand yeah, it. Yeah, the more numbers they do. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm out. 
And, oh, by the way, as far as that, you know, the loss of uh, the state police re- retiring or resigning because of, uh, of the uh, COVID, the governor doesn't care. He well, does, he's not worried about well, it. Of, of those uh, state police that would be resigning, most of those weren't showing up to the job anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, the governor says, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, because that, that'll actually save us a lot on overtime. It'll. Uh, he believes that a lot of them, a lot of people, when you get closer to the deadline, they will, in fact, go and get vaccinated. I'm sure that's true for some of them. But whether or not it's more than half, hard to know. say. Hard to say. It's uh, six twenty-one with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One. It's six twenty-three with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, who do we got? Uh, who? Anything coming up later? Uh, Zolak on Thursday. Well, no, um, I meant today. I'm not really concerned. Oh, uh, today. today. Well, uh, no. Oh. No. We got a big bag of nothing. Okay. Maybe we should get the governor on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think so? No. Ask him about the state no. police, a couple other real tough questions that he doesn't want to answer? Nope. I do not. Um, yeah, I almost, I almost feel like it's a, like it's a friendship in which the guy has ghosted you. Oh yeah, it's like, a one-sided deal. Yeah, like it's, a, it's only convenient mm-hmm. when you know he wants to be buddy buddy. But as soon as you know we try to extend an offer, it's like uh, I'm sorry, the the, the governor's f- gone fishing. I got a, uh, I got a real poltergeist thing going on in my house, and I, and I cannot for the life of me figure out how this is happening. Do you do you walk close to the TV and it, when it calls your name? It pulls me in. Um, I've got flies all over inside my house, and this is the weird thing. Now you know it's been chilly a couple of times overnight, mm-hmm. and a few days ago I was still running the AC because of the humidity more so than because of the temperature. Mm-hmm. And these flies have become extremely lethargic. I mean, you you can almost catch one. Right. That's how slow they move. Um, but like the other day, there were and they're always obviously trying to get out because they're either in the screen of the bathroom window or at the sliding glass door or on the picture window. So they're they're clearly you know seeing outside trying to get there. Sometimes I can just open the window. The other day, there were three of them on the screen in the bathroom. So I just opened up the screen, and they all flew out. But killing them is much easier because they don't move that fast. Right. But where the hell are they all coming from? So uh, you must ask yourself, was there some sort of food source in the house that may have drawn them in at some point? Like, for example— uh, flies love rotting meat. Mm-hmm. Was there any uh, no. rancid meat that you put in your garbage? And even if I did, how are they getting in? Well, uh, I don't know if you ever noticed this. Uh, there are, these flies are probably pretty small, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, your house, anyone's house, has uh, enough space, enough cracks for a fly to fly through. I don't know. Now, the good now. The good news is I've had the this kind of uh, infestation. Uh, before and I typically will not put up with the infestation. So that's why we're moving to Queens. Mm-hmm. When when flies are kind of flying like they're really really tired, give them a couple of days. They'll all be dead. It's been days. I know. It's, it's been, been uh, it's been three or four or five days. Yeah. Now. I'd say another three days, and that's uh, pretty mm. much it. 
as long as you're not leaving like a food, you know, like you know any any kind of you know rancid or old food, and you take out your garbage every single day or every leave it in a place day. where. Well, I mean, do you want to keep these flies coming? Because that, that's what they're attracted to. They're looking for food. They, yeah, but they got to be, I mean, to have that many of them in one place, there's got to be some kind of, uh, I, don't, I don't know, what, do they lay eggs or do they give live birth? I don't even know. I don't. I, I've yeah. never, and all the times I've been in a maternity ward, I've yeah. never seen a lot of flies. Yeah, but it's, um, it's weird. It It is weird. It's off-putting. You could, and I think these things are so gross, but. They no, do pen work. strips, <sighs> fly paper. Yeah, that, 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 no. That's so disgusting. it's so it's disgusting. Yeah. And then yeah. when you take it down, you know, you get that stuff all over your hands mm-hmm. and you're all sticky, and yeah, then no. all of a sudden you're out with the fly paper. It's like I, I prefer just using dish rags. Well, that'll work that's too. That, much more sanitary. Yeah, right. And just you know, and just you know, keep washing the dishes. Oh, yeah. like, keep drying them sure. off because sure. You know, it's just because every time you wash them, you're disinfecting them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Let's laugh. Okay. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Because it's so damn funny. How I've funny got, is it? I've got three jokes about the coronavirus. Okay, I'm ready. Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Because the chicken behind it didn't know how to socially distance properly. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Two grandmothers were bragging about their precious darlings. One of them says to the other, well, mine are so good at social distancing, they don't even call me. (laughs) Hey, you know, uh, my grocery store ran out of toilet paper. You don't say. So I started using lettuce leaves. Lettuce leaves? That's right. Yesterday was just the tip of the iceberg, and tomorrow remains to be seen. Remains <laughs> and to be seen. <laughs> and tip of the this iceberg. This is a funny, funny disease. <laughs> Booyah! 6.30 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The driver uh, has died after a rollover accident in West Springfield from Thursday afternoon. According to the Hamden District Attorney's Office spokesman Jim Lydon, the 31-year-old woman driver died from her injuries caused by the accident on Memorial Avenue in West Springfield. Early reports indicate that two cars were both traveling eastbound when the SUV struck the other vehicle while passing it. The SUV then lost control and struck the guardrail, causing the vehicle to roll over before catching fire. Was Steve, she the sole occupant? It sounds like it was, but because there was other victims in the other vehicle. Right, right. But I don't remember certain, whether she was the only occupant of her vehicle. I believe she was, yeah. uh, because they were talking about the Good Samaritans yesterday who who tried to get her out of the car because mm. it was on fire. When you watch that video... Um, you know, I like to think that uh, based on my experience and, and training in some areas, too, that my uh, ability to uh, react to a, a, an emergency is, is pretty good. But I don't know whether or not I've never actually deployed a fire extinguisher. Um, oh, it's awesome. At, at work or at home. Not and, even, not uh, even uh, like recreationally? No, you got drunk and then no, pulled out the fire extinguisher? Not even for fun. So you see in this video, you see a, a couple of good Samaritans come running towards the scene from the area of Central Chevrolet, and one of them is carrying a fire extinguisher. And then just before he goes off camera, you can see him turning on the fire extinguisher and, and 
starting to blast it. That's, I mean, that's good thinking. I, I just don't know how many people would think that way and then, more importantly, know how to use it. Well, what's interesting is, you know, the speed in which those people bolted from that building to mm-hmm. help. I mean, it was like half a second and they're already out the door. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a pretty, you know, spectacular crash and, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, they, they responded immediately. Yeah. And one of them was smart enough to say, I should probably take the fire extinguisher off the wall mm-hmm. and uh, go with that. I'm, I'd be worried here uh, that they're just decorative. Now, who's going to pay for that fire extinguisher now? That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 You're worried about the ones. ours are just hanging, just uh, like uh, props. You think ours are decorative? Yeah. Like yeah. they just, they're just there because we need red mm-hmm. well you got you know you gotta there's codes you have to live up to but i don't know how often uh the fire departments go to businesses yeah. and test the fire extinguisher yeah but aren't those codes only valid when they build the place uh that's what i mean i don't know what they do as far as follow-up goes. i don't know i mean those those fire extinguishers could have been here from the 70s my brother uh set the school dumpster on fire in high school just so he could put it out no, he just wanted to see it burn, ah. and then uh, they charged uh, my parents for five fire extinguishers that were never even used. So five of them? How they five, how they justify that? I think they they figured out. Well, you know, we had to call the fire department, and uh, they had to put the dumpster fire out. And uh, you know, so fatso, so fatso, that would have been five fire yeah. extinguishers ah. worth of. I think it was in lieu of criminal charges. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Did your parents pay it? Yes, of course they, they did. did. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mentioned, uh, you know, if you've ever done it, uh, you know, drunk, you know, taking the, the fire extinguisher and use it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to do that because then you need a new fire extinguisher, and, you know, that's a big pain. But I well, will say— you need a new one? I mean, how do you—if you, if you, if you just—especially what you're talking about, if you're just drunk and wanting to see the thing work, I mean, you're really just like, psh, psh, right? Oh no! If you're doing yeah. it right, if you're like uh, you know chugging down you know shots of schnapps, yeah. you want to unload you, that. You want to see that yeah. white shiznit all over the place, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like all two, over. Two little uh, wimpy blasts, please. You want to empty yeah. the entire canister out in someone's car? I guess. Like uh, off, like off a balcony. It's like a, it's got like a spectacular, breathtaking arch. We had a we had a boss here who was uh, up at the gas station and the thing went off above mm-hmm. the the the, <laughs> the ex- extinguisher for the yep. gas pumps yep. and he he was covered he had a picture of himself he was just covered in that stuff because it's it just ma- a powder it, yeah, yeah but it makes it look like a winter wonderland yeah, huh. <laughs> did he come back to work no of course he, he was already gone he was leaving he was oh, leaving oh, for the day. Oh, yeah. He, Still hilarious, though. He, mm-hmm. he, he hasn't come back, by the way. Uh, well, that's probably for the better. <laughs> West Springfield police arrested two men on drug charges after police conducted search warrant uh, search warrant in a Econo Lodge motel room, according to a news release from the West Springfield police, who, by the way, have been giving way more detail lately. Yeah. Uh, new management. They, or a new public information officer. Anyway, uh, narcotics detectives investigated reports of drug activity at the Econo Lodge Motel on Elm Street. After initial investigation, the Springfield District Court issued a warrant to search room 218. Oh, 218. That's mm-hmm. the bad room. Yeah. Along with Makes the, 217 look like a beauty parlor. Along with a uh, warrant for the outstanding arrest of William Villegas. With the assistance of the task force detectives from Holyoke, Chicopee, and the Franklin County Jail and the FBI, at roughly 12.05 p.m., 
Uh, detectives acting on the warrant leading to the arrest of uh, 35-year-old William Villegas and 38-year-old Darnell Holbrook on drug charges. Holyoke, Chicopee, and Franklin County Jail? Yeah. It's kind of weird. See, but this is why we can't have nice places in West Springfield. Oh, we got plenty of nice places. Beautiful accommodations like the Econo Lodge, mm-hmm. and here's one guy looking to, to uh, occupy his drug trade. You know, there's hookers next door trying to do work. In 217. And 219, I believe. Yeah, right. Do you uh, have the Kara uh, Rentala decision? I do. I was okay. kind of waiting to, you know, right. spring that on as a... Well, we can do it right now. Right. There we go. Uh, the state's highest court has thrown out the guilty verdict against former Grammy resident Kara Rentala, who was convicted of murder in the 2010 strangling death of her wife, Anna Marie Cochran Rentala. Kara Rentala went on trial three times at Hampshire Superior Court in Northampton, the first two trials that ended with hung juries before she was convicted in the third trial in 2016. The case received extensive nationwide attention as it was the first time a woman was convicted of the murder of her lawful wife. Now the Northwestern DA's office says they're ready for a fourth. We've uh, believed the strength in our case from day one, and now that we've seen a jury hearing this evidence has convicted Kara Rentala, albeit that decision being overturned today, it gives us hope moving forward that we can continue on our quest for justice and the right outcome will be achieved, said uh, First Assistant DA Stephen Gagne. And one of the other DAs said, uh, we're profoundly disappointed by the S- Supreme Judicial Court's decision. The, the, uh, the overturning of the, of the murder conviction is based on the testimony of a paint expert. Um, if you remember, uh, it was believed that Cara Rintala, uh, after the murder, poured paint all over the, uh, uh, the, the scene where the body was at the bottom of the stairs to the basement, and a, a paint expert then testified to the drying abilities of the of the paint to try to determine when the murder happened. And somehow, they're not giving full details. They're only saying the admission of the expert testimony as to the timing and manner of application of paint in the basement was an error. And because the error was pre- prejudicial, we vacate the judgment against the defendant but they're not really saying what it is about the testimony of the paint expert that they felt was prejudicial yeah you know i mean i've seen the deadline the dateline <laughs> uh stories on this and it's the, you know the paint confuses this story quite a lot mm-hmm. but right. now you're looking at a fourth yeah. trial I, I mean oh my i mean that's i mean i realize you want you want Justice, and, and I realize you, you, there are, there are lots of questions in this case that remain to this day, but a fourth trial mm-hmm. is a lot for anybody to go through, including the victim's family. I remember after her, it was the second one that uh, didn't pan out. Yeah, she was. I went to. I was at a. I won't say where where I was, but I was in Northampton. She was just out there sitting there drinking a beer, like. I don't know. There was just something weird about seeing that mm-hmm. after reading, you know, after being part of, you know, reading these newscasts about her almost every day mm-hmm. during the during that trial. It was just weird to see somebody's like almost kind of, I don't know, gloating, yeah. uh, if you will. I don't know. It was just it was just a, a, an odd scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, Did you yeah. buy her a drink. Yeah, I bought her like six more. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> I wow. like, Here, I know you've had a hard, uh, hard, rough couple of rough couple of months. 
But you say we have a couple of drinks to go over and paint my house. Yeah. No, I, I, I did not. Mm. A uh, wellness check at a grocery store parking lot in Greenfield has led to the arrest of an Ashfield man for possession of heroin and a firearm. Damn. That's all. There's a whole lot to unpack here, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> at around 5.24 p.m. on Friday, Greenfield police were called to the Big Y parking lot for a welfare check of a man in his vehicle. Officers identified the person as 28-year-old Justin Page of Ashfield. Inside the vehicle, they found 550 ba- uh, baggies of heroin, a stolen uh, Sig Sauer P238 loaded pistol. I've never... I don't know what that is. I didn't it's a the 38 pistol. caliber pistol. Why didn't they just say that? It's That's kind of what they did say. Yeah, but if they just said 38 caliber well, because pistol... because you why? wouldn't know. Yeah, but I don't even know what the hell it is. There may be some gun collectors yeah. out there say, mm-hmm. ooh, that's a, that's a good gun. Uh, a key to a gun safe that was stolen, $1,286 in cash, and a scale. A backpack was also found with notes mentioning potential sales of drugs. He had a note. What mm. is what is the uh, welfare check? What Was this guy unconscious? Well, it just said uh, they were called to the, the parking lot. He probably was passed out. Yeah. Could have been, you know. You know, when you got that kind of stuff in your car, you, you open your window. You know, keep keep slapping yourself in the face. You got to stay awake, man. You you got that kind of stuff in your car, and, and you pass out in a place where someone's obviously going to see you. Right. Uh, you got to expect all of a sudden you're going to be woken up by the cops. You know, I've I've not seen the uh, the collective bargaining agreement for for the drug trade here in Massachusetts. It's not like a, like a long distance truck driver where you you know you have to stop and rest for a certain period of time before you can continue to drive. But I gotta believe, you know, these guys are so busy. Uh, they 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 gotta rest up. You got a busy day ahead of them, moving uh, you know moving product. Or he could have been at the end of his day. Well, that's possible too. But at the end of the day, would you think he'd still have as much stuff in the car? If he, uh, if he does, you say, I don't think this guy's doing his job very well. Well, you know, the problem is you can't find good drug runners nowadays. With all these people collecting the extra $300 from the state, uh, you're not going to get any good drug runners to uh, come well, that's and it. be yeah, on your team. He has a point. He I'm, has a point. I'm going to go on Monster.com and see if I can find <laughs> someone who knows what they're doing. Someone who's qualified for that kind of work. The Pablo Escobar Company. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Are they hiring? I think they are. Uh, another social media challenge pushing the limits. This one, loosening lug nuts on the wheels of cars. Hilarious. What uh, could possibly go wrong? What is it with these kids? I don't know. 22 did this uh, man on the street kind of thing talking about this challenge. Mm-hmm. Local police say the prank is being seen in their communities. A 22 News viewer informed us that their family had fallen victim to the prank, which resulted in a wheel falling off while operating that vehicle. That is uh, not good. No, it is not good at, at all. At any speed, but uh, particularly on the highway. Uh, 22 News spoke with Interstate Towing in Chicopee about the dangers of a trend like this. They also confirmed recently fixing loose nug nuts for drivers. Uh, this is not a joke. People can get seriously hurt or die, said the operations manager, Stephen Gonneville. And especially because, you know, who's, who's going to check... To see whether their lug well, nuts are tight enough. They, that was one of the things they interviewed one, uh, somebody on the street, and it says, I have to tell you, I don't check my car as often as I should, and I certainly don't check the lug nuts. No, of course not. There was a, there's another story on, on the Drudge Report. Over in uh, the U.K., they're having some serious uh, fuel shortages. Vehicle petrol is what they call it over there, petrol um, shortages. So what's happening is that thieves are drilling holes in car gas tanks. And then, you know, all the gas comes pouring out, mm-hmm. uh, and they they catch it. They, they get it all in some kind of a container, 
and uh, they take off with it. Drilling a hole into a metal tank uh, seems I, a tad dangerous. I thought that myself, uh, yeah. but then I, I, I think, oh man, I can't remember what they said the 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 uh, liquid actually is. I don't know if it's diesel or ethanol or you know it, it must be something that's not quite as flammable as gasoline because otherwise mm. yes you would expect that once you turn that drill on boom it would go up there must be a different formula for the fuel over yeah there or yeah, I don't yeah know. probably yeah they do everything differently. i don't know but you know loosening up some lug nuts i mean you know, like you why can't you focus on something safe like that milk crate challenge it's a so much so much, much uh, easier less dangerous and how do you not hear that uh, that noise you know you go to get your tires changed somewhere that that lug nut remover thing well, with the, so uh, the, the end of a like a, like a drill that is yeah, zzz, yeah. Zzz, yeah exactly actually you don't need one of those you just need to loosen the lug nuts that's what they're doing well yeah but still you you need one of those things probably no you can use a four way uh, uh, you probably have one in you? a four way you never yeah, saw you... one of those f- uh, four lug nut things yeah, or... John has never changed a tire I before. but I have seen I've seen I've been in a couple of four ways different sizes on it so you can yeah. fit the lug nut that matches your vehicle mm-hmm yeah you've never changed a tire I'm sure I've changed a tire I mean without the help of the Sears guy well that's different <laughs> <laughs> helping to change the tire does not mean just driving into the garage. <laughs> yeah. Where's that video that you took of Bax changing the tire? Oh, the one where he refused to get out of his car and help? Who's got that? We should repost that. I don't know where that is. Mm -mm. That was a good old memory, wasn't it? Yeah, the parking lot of 22 News. I Mm. think uh, Lapis slashed my tires, to be quite honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised. He probably did. Hey, there's nothing more romantic than getting up early, making your significant other breakfast in bed, and then calling in a bomb threat to their workplace so you can spend the rest of the day together. Is that before or after breakfast is served? Uh, Before. Not a bad idea. A woman in Maine named Kayla Blake was arrested after calling in two bomb threats to a factory operated by Puritan Medical Products last Thursday. In the calls, she said she was going to put bombs around the facility. So the place was evacuated and manufacturing operations shut down for the day. But authorities were able to track the calls back to Kayla, and she admitted there were never any bombs. She said she made the threats because she wanted to spend time with her boyfriend who worked there. Oh, it's romantic, uh, actually. Nice. Oh, it's yeah. nice, sweet. Yeah. She was charged with felony terrorizing and is being held in jail where she's unable to spend time with her boyfriend. Uh, really? You, 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 you're that much in to, to each other? to spend time? Well, you know, maybe there's early. a chance she's very clingy. It's early yeah. in the relationship, too. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. And a, a long-lasting relationship, no one would ever say, Ad no. said, I'm calling them bomb threats so we can cuddle. No. You wait until they go to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 70 tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 64. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 653 in U2. On Rock 102. Hey, join me uh, this Sunday from 6 to 8 for the pregame party at the deck in downtown Northampton before New England takes on Tampa Bay. Enter to win Rock 102's prizes, including a chance to win a pair of tickets to New England take on Tennessee on November 28th in Foxborough. Plus, there'll be food specials and a 9-foot by 5-foot giant screen to watch the game. Reservations are strongly encouraged. It's this Sunday from 6 to 8 at the deck in downtown Northampton with me, and the road crew from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I've seen the uh, 22 News 
running some kind of a, a promo for the big game coming up Sunday night. People, you know, people wearing uh, Brady uh, Patriots jerseys mm-hmm. and saying, uh, you know, only 2% of me is still a Brady fan or, you know, we, the Patriots are going to win it all the way. Um, you know. <laughs> No, no, they're not. Well, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Listen, I know you're a big fan of Brady, mm-hmm. but he's an old man uh-huh. and playing he, the best he's ever played. No, he's not playing the best he's yeah, ever played. Come are, on, yeah, please. there are some statistics they said on Sunday that yeah. we, he was doing better than he did previously. Yeah, and I'm not buying that yeah, at all. Yeah. I'm not buying it. And I also uh, think he's got more weapons than he's had in a while. So it's hard to tell whether he's actually playing better. Or whether the team around him is better. Oh, please. Like, it, it all, matters. It does matter. Yeah. It ain't, ain't all just one guy. Yeah. Please. Obviously, somebody's got to catch the ball. But if Tom could, I bet he'd do both. He just wouldn't run. Throw the ball to himself. Yeah. How, how's he going to run downfield? That's what I'm saying. If he could, he, he would. But what, no, you can't. What's he going to do? Oil the oil the tennis balls in his walker to make sure he gets down oh, to three yeah, yards? Yeah, yeah, Please. yeah. Listen to you. That ain't never going to happen. Where's the closest state that has uh, gaming uh, betting, sports betting? Uh, Rhode Island? It, yeah, I think it's Rhode Island. Yeah, maybe I need to take a drive down there this weekend. You're going to parlay a few bucks into something uh, of an upsetting loss? Well, I'm, I'm sure that the uh, Buccaneers are the favorites. So there's probably not a lot of money to win. Yeah, but I think, uh, are you are you, uh, are you you worried about losing or are you just nope. worried about not winning enough? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm worried about not winning enough to make it worth my while to drive all the way to Rhode Island. Yeah, but isn't isn't the uh the allure of no. saying I was right no. worth the drive to Rhode Island? No, I can say that without a bet. I will say that without a bet. Well, I'm not, listen, I'm if if you're trying to goad me into a bet, I'm not betting. No, no, no I don't a, I'm not goading you into a bet. You're not worth the payoff. But if I can go to a place that's got a sports book, mm. like Somewhere in Massachusetts, if we had it by now. <laughs> well, don't hold your breath. It ain't going to happen right away. Yeah. It's uh, just about 6.57 on Rock 102. Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a father of three, I don't mind telling you that there are hundreds of ways in which a parent can exploit their children for the purposes of getting out of obligations, excusing your own personal tardiness, or for projecting your devious and underhanded agenda. I, for example, used my children as an excuse to avoid making certain public appearances that I felt were beneath me. And very few questioned my motive, because after all, I had children to think about. In other words, it worked like a charm. However, there comes a time when the exploitation of children simply goes too far, and your message becomes nothing more than a hurtful attempt to cause emotional pain. For example, I give you Amy Cole, the wife of New York Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole. Now, as you are very much aware of, the Yankees swept their series against the Boston Red Sox over the weekend. A shameful performance by the Red Sox, to be sure, especially since both teams are vying for a spot in the wildcard race. Nevertheless, to celebrate the sweep, Mrs. Cole posted a video on her Instagram story of her one-year-old son walking around the house with a broom in his hand with Frank Sinatra's New York, New York playing in the background. The video was also given the following caption, quote, Someone had his broom ready for the Yankees sweep. 
The nine-second video has since been viewed by nearly a quarter of a million people with nearly 8,000 likes by people who somehow think that making a toddler sweep a floor due to his mother's spitefulness is somehow adorable. I don't happen to be one of those people. In fact, I can make the case this video violates child labor laws. I can also make the case that this woman is using her child as a way of projecting her malicious hatred towards the more than 15 million New Englanders who were already crestfallen by the actions of her husband's spiteful baseball team. Will I be contacting family services to lodge a formal complaint? I don't think I have to, because that would only serve to bring me down to her level, and I'd like to think I'm better than that. I also happen to have too much respect for the kid because, quite frankly, he did a pretty good job on the floors. No thanks to mom and dad who didn't stop to think that if you don't have something nice to say, don't post it on Instagram. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's September sales flyer on your phone or your computer. Loaded with great bargains like Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder, Milwaukee Power Tools, Werner Ladders, and a whole lot more. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09 in black and the Black Crows in Rock 102. Morning uh, showers turning into a steady afternoon rain, they say, with a, a high of 71. But I don't know. They've been saying things like that for a while or not saying it, and it either does or doesn't happen. So who knows? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's like this whole summer has been uh, kind of grisly. You know, a lot of, lot of, lot of moisture, a lot of rain. You know, it's causing mold nearly every place you go. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, but South Hadley High School starting uh, classes today. Mm-hmm. First time and this year. They've had mold. Uh, you know, you, you know about the uh, the courthouse. You know about the Eastfield Mall. The uh, the Rock One or Two Studios. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. all that weed that was being grown. I think it was in Munson. There was mm-hmm. like a mold problem. No, it's all the rain. So sure. I, I think it's all that moisture in the air and on the ground. It's uh, it's wreaking havoc. You know the thing I find kind of interesting. You you see all these stories about shortages of things because of COVID, and they're possibly looking back again. Costco is uh, supposedly going to be uh, rationing toilet paper again, like uh, like happened a year ago. What I and and it's just there's shortages. You see all the ships. They got lined up out in Long Beach, uh, California, mm-hmm. and they said the same thing is, uh, you know, in New York and Miami, the biggest ports that we have around the country all have dozens, if not hundreds, of ships waiting to unload. But there's only a certain amount of space to unload them and a certain amount of space of where to put the cargo containers. So it's kind of interesting how, and I don't know whether this happened all along. I noticed when I came back from uh, from 15 months at home, um, that we got rid of the water machine, the the uh, the water cooler, communal yeah. water cooler, yeah. And we were and we were being provided with uh, bottled water, and which is kind of interesting because again we have a we have a water dispensing refrigerator up there, which I I, I would have thought you know would have been okay because we can't afford to change out the filters. Uh ah. Filters, schmilters. Yeah, I, I don't worry about that stuff. Um, <laughs> well, maybe you should, Mister. I got uh, compromised immunity. But uh, I just realized that, uh, and again, they might have been doing this all along. This might not be a pandemic-related issue, but 
it's interesting. I saw all these boxes in the kitchen because, like, I came in this morning and I went to get a water as I do every morning. Yeah. And usually there's a there's a case uh, of the, you know the plastic wrapped water by the case, and I would just grab a bottle, and there were none there, none there this morning. So uh, I finally thought to myself, is that what those Office Depot boxes are? That's exactly what it is. So I pop one open, and yeah, sure enough, there's a case of water on the inside. Has you, office? You, you didn't put the case in the fridge, which would have cooled no, everybody down no, for everybody else to use. No, well, I couldn't lift it. Um, is that new, or or has Office Depot always sold water by the case? You know, uh, I can't say I've gone into Office Depot. An awful lot. Mm-hmm. I have gone into Staples an awful lot, and I'm not trying to cause any competition wars here. Right. But uh, I know that it, like at Staples, you could you could buy water and you know coffee and 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 K cups and all that other stuff that you would use in an office. Really? So I have to believe that stuff would also be available, maybe even at a heavily discounted price hmm. at the uh, from the folks at Office Depot. So in other words, it's not all just office equipment. They went off into workplace uh, lounges and kitchens. Oh, they, and they, they, there's, there's office furniture over there. Hmm. They got everything. If you if, well. if you have an office and you want to have something that needs to go into that office, short of staffing, you can find it at one of those stores. I wouldn't have expected that would have been probably the last place on my list to go to for water. I mean, when you see these people lined up in places, you know, after hurricanes or earthquakes. And, and uh, you know, just waiting to be given a bottle of water, a case of water. Right. Who would have thought, geez, you know, if I go to an office uh, supply place, Staples, Office Depot, whatever whatever it is, uh, I'll get all kinds of water there. Well, you know, again, you'd have to go inside of one of these stores yeah. to realize it's even there. Yeah. And, and, and maybe when you go... You know, you you just you know follow the signs and go only go to like you know certain rows in the store. Mm. Like if you just need like uh, computer cables, I go to the computer cable aisle. I turn around, I go back. I don't even explore what other kind of wonders are available at at, at an Office Depot. But for all I know, they may provide like a monthly service where they not only provide you with uh, paper, pens, index cards, and water staples. Staples, you know what have you, but you know, they maybe maybe they provide a regular monthly service for water. I don't know. Huh. I don't. I don't ask a lot of questions. All I know is that uh, it's nice to know that someone has moved the case of water into the fridge, so that it's nice and chilled whenever well, I get thirsty. I would think that that would also possibly be the responsibility of the last person who takes the final water from the previous case. Yes, but if you're the one who takes the first bottle from the next case, the least you could do is take it out of the box and put it in the fridge. Again, now, I was upstairs. If you're strong enough, you can do that. You're plenty strong. I've you, been uh, I've been shriveling away a little bit. No, you haven't been shriveling away. I, I was the one who today picked up the case of water and put it in the fridge. Now, I was the one who opened the box, so I did half the work for no, you. No, you, you did a half-ass job. I mean, it's not just you in this building. There's other people drinking that water. Well, maybe uh, maybe I assume that everybody else preferred uh, room temperature water. Why would you assume that? Because uh, many places, people are like, oh, no, I don't want it too cold. It hurts my teeth. Where have you seen that? Uh, dentist offices. Really? Yeah. People Honestly. come in to the dentist and they say, I, I think I have a problem uh, because my teeth hurt when we I drink the office water. We don't do any dentistry here. This is not a dental office. No, I said when I'm at the dentist, which 
I've been at way more than I want to. I understand. But this is this is a radio station where people need to hydrate their throats. They can hydrate their throats all they want with yeah, room well, temperature water. Well then maybe if you were you just you know not thinking of only yourself, you would I'm have not. found I'm a way. thinking of all the people you out are... there who might be having uh, Sensitive teeth issues. Listen, you can backpedal all you want all day long because yeah. that's what you do. But yeah. you could very easily have helped everybody out and all done us a solid by lifting up a case of water, which you are fully capable of doing, and walking four feet to the fridge. I'd like to do a solid. I've never done a solid. Well, it's never too late to have your first solid. I really am surprised, though, that we're, we're, uh, we're doing this. Well, I think it was a financial decision. I, uh, to I, get rid of the machine? I think uh, the machine was a, an expensive proposition. And I'm sure we probably stopped paying. Well, they came, yeah. They nobody, came in and repossessed it. Well, you know, in, the, in the height of COVID, we had, yeah. to, uh, we had to trim some of the fat, mm-hmm. even if the fat was water. And uh, what better way is there to trim fat than to remove the receptacle? The fattening uh, liquid in the building. Right. To remove uh, the, the receptacle, the big giant bottles, uh, all that shelving for the fresh bottles. And to be honest with you, I actually like uh, I like it this way. I don't uh, think I've ever spent much uh, much time in front of the water cooler. I um, even for water cooler conversation, which apparently was a thing, you know, fifteen years ago. It was a thing three years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, we weren't. I mean, I would have a conversation around the coffee maker. I'm not going to have a conversation around the water cooler. Yeah, you know, I mean, as long as you're in, and usually the water cooler and the coffee maker are probably in the same room. So you're, you know, you just—it's just a matter of saying, uh, well, uh, <laughs> yesterday we had a uh, refrigerator conversation. Right. Well, anyway, but the, but the bottom line is, out of courtesy, if we are out of water in the fridge, you could move that uh, that uh, water into I, the fridge. I was I was still too surprised to realize, holy cow, this is where the water is. I did, I had no idea Office Depot provided water. To be honest, uh, I was a little surprised too. I thought these boxes were like, uh, yeah. you know, just, this was like uh, like a storage area for all of our office paper. Right, right. Uh, Maybe because, you know, they had to move it out of the moldy areas of the building and put it somewhere where uh, it would be safe. Yes. And I actually, this is actually uh, quite a few months ago, I asked uh, one of our uh, people in the office, I said, hey, are we all out of water? And she says, no, there's all kinds of water in there. It's in those uh, those boxes. I'm like, oh. The Office Depot boxes? That's where we're keeping the water? I know. I, I didn't realize this. But I, don't, yeah. I don't go to Poland Springs for pencils. No, but I, but I don't know if they, well, I'm sure they probably have a pencil shop or something I, you know, like I a wall, even like a Walgreens that would sell you a pencil near the Poland Springs. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going to Poland Springs and getting pencils. Yeah, but at Office Depot, if you have a, a need for something in your office, they probably have it. And hmm. and water is Who knew? an important part of any office setting. Who it, knew? it gives you an opportunity to, to, to walk away from your cubicle and your, your work setting just to get away from all the BS of your day. Well, I think we should assign uh, an employee to be responsible for making sure that there's always water in the fridge. I don't think it has to be one person's responsibility. I think we can all share in that responsibility. It could be Steve, yeah, it could be but me. Then you it could start be- getting into, you know, people making mistakes, bumping into each other, somebody thinking it's their turn, Not somebody you- else going, no, it's my turn. Even Dan Williams has got the upper body strength to, to lift a, a case of water. Yes, the of course. The guy was a Marine. I was a boy. I was a Cub Scout. You're not that tender. You you can move water. Have you seen my spindly arms? 
I'm telling you, those 15 months at home, yeah, I just fell but apart. You're, you're, you're still you're still on the your stairmaster every day, right? Uh, no, I got an escalator master. The hell is that? It's an it's 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 an eight step escalator now. It just I takes see. me up to the top and then brings me back. All to right. The well, if you is let's say you you lift from your your legs. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't even have to extend your. You could keep your arms down by your side and just mm. hold the water and waddle over four feet to the fridge. Yeah. And you could even open the fridge door before you lift the water. Pop it in there. Walk away. Now, yeah. typically, when I uh, grab a water, and I do it nearly every day, uh, there's water in there. I haven't had to change it more than three times. But I don't think it's somebody else's job to do. I if it's empty, should... it's all of our job. It's, it everybody shares in that responsibility. Nah, I think we should. Uh, I think we should assign the uh, water replenisher. That's ridiculous. Everyone's got their own. Their own responsibilities got enough the, to do. You gonna let the girls do it? If they get to it before me, it's not like I'm going to let them do it. I mean, every if person here is capable of lifting. If you and a girl were in the kitchen together, you and a female were in the kitchen together, and uh, the female was like, "Oh, geez, uh, there's no water left in the fridge. I better go get a case of the stuff here uh, that's all stacked up." Would you uh, Would you say, "No, no, let let me do that"? And then what if she said, oh, but I'm the assigned water replenisher today. You see, we could have it rotating. We yeah, could have it see, rotating I, but, on a daily or a weekly basis. But I know the uh, the women here, and I don't necessarily just assume that they're too uh, fey and feminine to uh, not be able to lift a case of water. And you know no. what? And, and you know what? I'm very pro-feminist. I believe a woman has as much ability to lift a case of water as any man could do. So if she's lifting that case of water before I get a chance to help... Then let her rip. Maybe I'll even open the door just to be nice. The fridge door? Yes. I'd hope she'd already done that. Again, I don't. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know what the situation may be. See? Not- and that's what happens when you have untrained replenishers. What? You you they they get confused. They pick up the case before they open the fridge door. Yeah. No, no. You open the fridge door, then you pick up the case. Well, I I don't know why you have so many rules about this stuff. It's not rules. It's common sense. No, you, you can't uh, open a, a refrigerator door when you're holding a forty pound box. Well, if of you're water. gonna cite common sense, then how about you fill up the fridge with water once in a while? No, I don't think that's very common. <laughs> Nor does it make a lot of sense. I think there's no common sense to open up a box of water, take one, and leave the rest of it for somebody else I to do. You'd be surprised how common that could be. 722 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. 25 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss a Bax and O'Brien show, and or you're just a big fan of uh, water replacement conversation, mm-hmm. uh, check out minutes of it. Yes, check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from BaxandO'Brien.com. Also, check out Baxi's uh, musical podcast this week. Uh, the Enormous Record Collection is back, talking about 1969's uh, Kick Out the Jams by the MC5, one of the all-time great records. And next week, I'll be talking to an amp, to uh, an actual Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. I don't want to say who, but that's coming up next week. Male or female? Male. Uh, band or soloist? Uh, both. Um, African-American or white? He is very Caucasian. Um, b- 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 um, let's see. Uh, does he sing? He does not. He doesn't. He does not sing. Oh, see, yeah. that was one of them throwaway questions. I, I thought that was going to be a stupid question. No, no, not uh, not always so obvious. He's a musician. He's a musician. I'd say he's even a musician's musician. He's an instrumentalist. Uh yes. 
Uh, is it a horns-based uh, uh, instrument? No. String-based? No. Uh, Drum-based? No. Well, that's all there are. No, there's not. You're oh, not- yeah, the washboard. Washboard? Yeah, yeah. Does he play the washboard? What do you think I'm talking to, Mungo Jerry all of a sudden? <laughs> um, harmonica? No. Uh, flugelhorn. I think we've said quite enough here. Uh, uh, I want to just... see if I can guess them in uh, 20 questions. Uh, you've already to- asked about 15. You said not wind-based. No. Uh, maracas? No. Uh, chimes? No. Triangles? No. One more. <sighs> One more. Uh, harpsichord? Actually, he has played harpsichord. All in the right, past. I'm closing in. All right, but that, I'm, getting, I'm sorry. I'm you're, all warm. Out of, you're all out of questions. Thank you very much for your time. Please be sure to grab your lovely parting gift. How many harpsichord masters can there be well, out there? Well, what can I say? You're just going to have to maybe wait until the end of the week when I tell you who it is. Uh, it's 727. News is next to Rock 102. 730 with Max and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Our long national nightmare is over. South Hadley High School has reopened. About, about damn time. I would say. A plan for the uh, return to the classroom is finally in place for students at South Hadley High School now that the mold removal process has finished. The school was safe to be occupied yesterday, but the district wanted to give teachers time to set up their classrooms before the students came back. So instead you know of cleaning trucks, the parking lot at South Hadley High School was full of cars on Monday. I believe it was the, uh, the great Rod Stewart who once said, it's late September and I really should be back at school. Yeah, it was true. But by the way, that's that's uh, the only really connected uh, lyric of that song mm-hmm. that should be shared with children. Yeah, more than likely. Parents and students were invited to an open house from 3 to 5 to see the inside of the building. Uh, the superintendent uh, is pleased with the outcome of the mold mitigation process. Uh, now that we just uh, now we just have to go to an inventory on the things we have to discard as a result of the mold. All of the things that we have to throw away. Yeah. Bring in the dumpsters. Yeah, today, uh, first day of class is uh, dumpster day. Yeah. We're all going to fill the dumpsters with all the stuff that we can't breathe in. Um, I I would like to think that they'd already done that before they allowed the children back into the school. I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. But there's probably probably stuff that was put into an area outside Mm -hmm. that says, okay, why don't you go through all this stuff and uh, tell us what we can salvage and what we can't. Does uh, does South Hadley High School have one of these uh, these public service requirements for graduation? Couldn't they have like a like a group of kids looking to get uh, some public service time to you know wear masks and gloves and yeah, throw stuff into a dumpster or set it on fire? Like hazmat suits? Yeah, I right. I don't think you want kids, students to be handling that stuff at Come all. Come on, it's all supervised. No, it probably wouldn't be. Uh, seven business vehicles from three businesses had their catalytic converters stolen over the weekend in Wilbraham. Sergeant Jeffrey Rudinsky has said that the uh, business vehicles from the Taekwondo Center, the Senior Center, and the Life Care Center in Wilbraham were affected by the thefts. <sighs> Sons of bitches. Yeah, which reminds me, I need to get new blades for my Sawzall. Anyone with any information on the incidents uh, or sur- have surveillance video along Route 20 near the Life Care Center of Wilbraham or Senior Center or uh, near the Taekwondo Do Center are asked to call the Wilbraham police. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things. You know, now we got to worry about lug nuts too. Yep. You know, lug nuts, catalytic. 
Cadillac converters. Catalytic. Um, what? Catalytic. These aren't the things that can turn your car into a Cadillac? No, 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 no. no. What do you think? Uh, this is chitty, chitty, bang, bang all of a sudden? That would be cool. Yeah, that would be if, you're, if your Cadillac could float or fly. The uh, West Springfield Police Department is asking for the public's help in identifying a suspect that allegedly shoplifted from a liquor store. Police say the man was caught on surveillance camera entering the Rotary Liquors on Park Street around 4.15 p.m. on Friday and allegedly left the business with two bottles of liquor with a total value of $158. Why was that funny? Because they're giving so much detail. Oh, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, before it was like a liquor store was right. robbed on, you know, Friday afternoon. Yep. Now they can't shut up. The only thing they didn't uh, say is what two bottles of liquor value are valued at $158 for two. Well, they have to keep, uh, it's like uh, those murder investigations. They always keep a piece of evidence quiet mm-hmm. because they know then only the person responsible would know that information. So, like, if a, if a, if a guy uh, said, uh, yeah, look, I, uh, my conscience got, the conscience got the best of me, uh, I'm your guy. I'm the guy who went to that liquor store and uh, shoplifted those two bottles. And the cops would be like, oh, yeah, well, what were they? And you go, um, uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Cognac and Johnny Walker Blue. And they'd be like, nope, wrong ones. Yeah. You, Get out of here. You shoplifted yeah. another liquor store. Right. Now, yeah, I, I, yeah, you never want to judge a book by its cover, right? But 22's mm-hmm. got the, uh, the photograph of the guy entering the store. Yeah. <sighs> it's possible. And I'm, again, Going on a lot of assumption here. It's possible that he might know, say, enough about wine to grab the two most expensive bottles of wine in the store. What do you mean? Which could the shoplifter looks like a wine snob? He could be. Really? He, he could I be. Look at this. I mean, he's on Mass Live or 22? 22. I'm, I'm looking at 22. He's the kind of guy where you could say, you know what? I bet this kid is a wine snob and know exactly what he was grabbing because. You're grabbing. Uh, if you're looking for something that's going to add up to 150 bucks, a couple a uh, couple of bottles of wine could easily do that. And I bet you that he's that kind of kid. He doesn't seem to be like the kind of guy to walk out of there with a Stroh's 36 pack. Um, he does not look like a wine snob. Yeah. I, again, Steve, don't he don't looks- judge just because he's wearing baggy shorts and and uh, and sneakers. It Wait could, a minute. I haven't even found this yet. Baggy shorts and sneakers? That's not, not a wine snob. He's not snob. a wine snob. Yeah, he's, I'm telling you, I think a this kid's- A wine snob would never, wouldn't be caught dead in baggy shorts and sneakers. I think this kid is purposely dressing down so that he doesn't draw too much attention to him. So he looks like any other customer in the store. All right. And I, if I finally got it here, let me see this kid. I can see him oh, dressing for up. for God's sakes, that's no wine snob. I can see him dressing up in a cardigan sweater no. with an ascot saying, ooh, this wine is uh, is uh, has got a, a lilting note no, of cocoa. Yeah, I Look can at the hair, it. for God's sake. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like one of those, you know, he's like bohemian, probably listens to a lot of beat poetry and snaps his fingers a lot. It says man quite a bit. He's got a sleeve tattoo on his right arm. That ought to be enough to identify him. Well, how many uh, how many people in West Springfield have sleeve tattoos? Well, thousands, but if you can zero in, if you can get in close enough on that picture to identify the pattern of the tattoo, then you start going to all the tattoo shops in town and asking them if this is their work. Gotta- Listen, any guy walking into a liquor store grabbing two bottles of anything that equal 150 bucks must know what he's talking about. Otherwise, he's the luckiest guy in a liquor store there's ever been. Or he knows how to do math, and he saw the sign that said, uh, you know, a bottle of liquor here for $75. 
And he's like, "Oh, I grabbed two of those, and I'm 158 bucks in the in the red in the yellow." Most Blue, of the time rather. at a liquor the store, black. right? Most of the t- whatever the good one whatever is, whatever the good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, most of the time at a liquor store, you know, the only thing that's going to cost you 75 bucks a bottle is the wine. Yeah. yeah, it's probably not even all that good anyway. Yeah, he's he's definitely not a wine. No, he's not. Uh, I don't know. I I think he's I think he's playing you. He might be a like a like a beer snob. I think even he's surprised. Holy crap! These two bottles are 158 bucks. Yeah. You, f- if you find out this getaway vehicle is like a Volvo or a Saab, then then you'll be yeah, talking. I'll hey, let you know. Say, yeah. Okay. I, I gotta say, uh, that surveillance uh, photo is very clear. It's funny how like private businesses have the better cameras. Of course they do. And then when you but when you see like the uh, the public cameras like the highway cam, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot of you whack. You can't see uh, jack crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, man. Jesus. Is this video on 22 of the uh, Florida deputies getting ambushed on I, a traffic stop? I saw that last week. Uh, really? Yeah. Last week? Yeah. Was that the one where they, uh, they're hiding behind the car and the guy's coming out from behind them? No. No. These are. Uh, this guy comes out from the back seat of a car. Jesus. And now he's, uh, now he's in a hand-to-hand with the cop. And he's got an assault rifle, but another cop standing over him and just unloaded on him. Good. I'm assuming he's dead. I would think so. But mm. but I mean, you know, to get he, he comes running over with a gun in his hand, right up. Sixty one shots were fired. Damn. My crazy. He was hitting is the leg. Uh, one officer. Yeah, it's a lot of shots. Uh, an officer was also hitting the leg. The shooter then circled the sheriff's vehicle. The attacker then hit the sheriff with the butt of the firearm. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Really? Yeah. They wrestled each other to the ground when uh, the other officer opened fire, killing the shooter. Good. Yeah, it was a pretty scary video. Yeah, it's very scary. And uh, there's a baby in here somewhere. A baby? There's a baby in the car. Oh, I thought you were suggesting the baby was firing some guns, too. No. Wow. Has anyone seen my baby? Maybe the dingo ate your baby. (laughs) Springfield Plaza, a 72-acre complex in the city's Liberty Heights neighborhood, is headed to foreclosure October 14th, its owners having defaulted on a $30 million loan. Mm, You were supposed to make the payment. I thought you were supposed to make the payment. Uh, I dated the check 2020. I lost a year with the pandemic. See, this is what happened. This is the one you don't have people assigned to do things. The uh, property includes a stop-and-shop supermarket and other stores, including the vacant 70,000-square-foot shell of a Kmart that closed in 2017. The auction is set for noon on October 14th in person at the plaza, according to auctioneer Sullivan & Sullivan. The mortgage foreclosure document was recorded September 10th at the Hamden County Registry of Deeds. Maybe I'll go there. This was an airport? Yeah. Yeah, a long, long time ago. I can remember that. But is that why that building looks like that? It looks like a tower. Yeah. I always ah. thought that was so odd looking. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now it makes a whole lot of sense. It was an airport. It was long, uh, long before I even remember. Springfield Airport yeah. from 1929 to 1955. Yeah. Must yeah. not have been a big international uh, hub. No, probably not. Although I think they did have uh, one flight a day to Germany. Uh, and it was the home base for the Granville brothers and their GB aircraft. GBs yeah. dominated high-speed uh, air races back in the 1930s. Now, just so I understand the uh, the terms of this foreclosure, does that mean that all these sh- these stores would be forced to close, or just the ownership would change? I think the ownership would change of the property. 
You would real. I mean, you would be kind of stupid to get rid of all the people that are there. Well, already. yeah, the I mean, trampoline park, the RMV. Isn't the RMV still over there? I don't even know. Yeah, no, they are. And then uh, stop and shop. Stop and shop. But there. I mean, you know how many abandoned shells of Kmart's there are around here? Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. When are we going to start getting rid of those? There's an H&R Block over there. Maybe if somebody who owned that place went into the, the H&R Block once in a while, they'd still have money. A uh, 16-year-old pickup truck driver hit multiple cyclists on Saturday morning near Waller, Texas, a city just west of Houston. The teenager struck six cyclists in all, and two of them were airlifted to local hospitals to treat shoulder, neck, and back injuries. One cyclist suffered head trauma. Police questioned the teenager afterwards but did not arrest or otherwise detain him. The teenager was driving a Ford F-Series Super Duty pickup truck and had been harassing the cyclist earlier by, quote, rolling coal or blowing a noxious cloud of black exhaust from your truck tailpipe. That's called rolling coal? Yeah, you ever see these douchebags yeah. with the, uh, the diesel engines yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the big pipes hanging out? Yeah. and then the... Yeah, but I didn't know there was a name for it. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess... Cyclists have been the target of coal rollers, uh, as this local television station reports, and this incident is exactly what can happen in the aftermath of these stunts. Well, and what the hell did they let this kid go for? That's exactly what I was trying to figure out the other day when I saw this story. The cyclists were part of a large group of athletes training for an upcoming Ironman Texas competition. They were 75 miles or so into the training uh, that morning when the Super Duty pickup truck approached them and started to roll coal, according to Chase Farrell, another rider among the group. I'm sorry, did you say that uh, any of them died? No, but they were all seriously injured, and uh, some of them were airlifted. Yeah, the I would still think they would have charged him. After wow. the truck's first pass, uh, Farrell said he sped up to take a picture of the driver or the truck's plate when he saw the incident firsthand. He goes, I thought somebody was dead. I heard a lot of crunching. I heard brakes, tires screeching, people screaming. He was too busy paying attention to rolling the coal on the bicyclist that he couldn't stop in time when he crashed into the bicyclists that were ahead of him. That's what he said? Yeah. That was his excuse. That was what the excuse was. And they still let him go. They still have not charged him with anything. (laughs) I mean, obviously they're going to. Mom and dad are going to be so angry. I just, you know, clearly they will charge him, but, but I don't understand why they'd even let him go. It does seem uh, very strange mm-hmm. that they didn't even at least detain him for the day, yeah. you know, until your parents bailed you out. He might be somebody he might be somebody special or the child of somebody special. The uh on a uh, a con- uh, uh sounds it out. Some place in South Carolina. Ockney? Is that how you say it? Doesn't really matter. Uh, County Sheriff's Office arrested and charged a man after deputies found a stolen horse inside of his bedroom on Monday. The whole horse or just the head? The whole horse. Gary Chase Coble Jr. was charged with larceny of livestock. According to the sheriff's office, a woman saw Coble riding a horse down the road at 2.33 p.m. and took it inside of a home on the 100 block of Country Lane. Is this a mini horse or a regular size horse? It's. I think it's a mini horse. Uh, I, don't, I can't imagine yeah. the whole thing being... It's hard to fit those horses through a doorway. Yeah, I know. That's why the yeah, barn right. doors are so wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, once deputies arrived on the scene, they made contact with Coble's father, who stated Coble was not supposed to be there. Once the father what arrived, what about the horse? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was really not no, supposed to be no, there. No, the horse was fine. I just don't want my son in there. Once the father arrived, Coble opened the front door, and deputies saw horse feces in the living room. Oh boy! The father demanded Coble come out of the bedroom, and as deputies tried to take him into custody, he went back into the bedroom. Come out here right now and clean up after this horse. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I told you you couldn't have it unless you were going to clean up after it. That's last week's horse crap. 
According to the sheriff's office, that's when deputies saw a full-size quarter horse standing in the middle of the bedroom. Well, is it right. full-size or is it just a quarter of a horse? Well, I don't really know what that means. Well, those miniature horses are at least a quarter of the size. Deputies said that the horse appeared to be calm as they followed Coble into the bathroom and placed him into custody. The horse's owner arrived on scene and noticed a small red laceration on the front left leg of the horse that they stated was not on the horse the last time they saw it. Coble is facing charges of burglary, uh, petty larceny, and malicious injury to animals or personal property in unrelated cases. Left it in the living room. You sure this wasn't a domesticated house horse? Well, it was kind of like Mr. Ed, you know, Mr. Ed uh, liked yeah, to but enjoy he had his, human things as much as any other horse. Sure, but he still had his outdoor space. I was watching one of those um, Richard Attenborough specials last night right? on uh, National Geographic, whatever it was. And uh, they were doing this. Uh, it was on reptiles and insects. And on the reptiles, the, it was uh, the Komodo dragon. You oh, seen yeah. those things? I have. Yeah. Uh, is it Komodo or Komono? Komodo. Komodo. Yeah. And... Um, uh, they they were showing it going after uh, a water buffalo. And uh, what they do is they basically uh, nip at it and get it bleeding because they're like sharks. When, uh, when, one of them, when one of these water buffaloes start to bleed, uh, all of a sudden a bunch of other uh, Komodos start coming out of the, out of the woodwork, out of the, the uh, jungle or whatever it is. And then it takes like two and a half weeks for the water buffalo to finally <laughs> die. And the Komodos have nothing else to do, so they hang around for two and a half weeks. What, Fred Flintstone was part of the water buffaloes? He, he, yeah, I believe yeah, he yeah, was. It was, yes. But uh, they wait two and a half weeks for this thing to finally drop. And then they basically tear every every ounce of meat off the carcass. Right, that's a long yeah. that's a long time to wait for a meal. I know. That's, that's, like, that's, that's, it's like the friendlies of tomatoes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. I knew you were gonna step in that, dude. There's a disturbing video I saw yesterday of a komodo. No, of astronaut Mark Kelly. Mm-hmm. He's on a beach somewhere, and his pit bull. Oh boy. Killed a seal. Oh, really? And he's man. Tr- and they're trying to get they're trying to get the dog to unlock from the neck of the seal as the seal is dying. It was so disturbing to watch. That, this thing. is not the singer. No, not R. Kelly. No, no, no seal. seal. Oh, like, no. Yeah. For God's sake. No, he was not kissed by a rose on the grave. <laughs> he, was, okay. he was he was kissed by a blue nose. Uh, but it was it was so disturbing oh, and, and people are yelling at him they're like just drown the damn dog they people were like yelling at him to drown the dog in the ocean i, I don't think that's uh yeah come on now discipline know. at that point i never got to my horse pun jokes either well there's still time well that horse wasn't wearing a saddle when they found him he was naked <laughs> good thing we didn't and he woke up. He was scared. You know why? Why? Because he had a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, he had just come back from a wedding over the weekend. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, he stayed in the bridal suite. <laughs> <laughs> and he was tired. And the police said, well, it must be past your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I'm a little sick. There's something in my throat. And they're like, we'll give you some cough stirrup. (laughs) (laughs) He was feeling a little hoarse. (laughs) Uh, 
ahead. Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be rainy today with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Coffee, it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754. And John Mellencamp on Rock 102. I don't even know if it's raining outside or not. Again, I got no windows in here, so uh, I got no idea what it's doing out there. The chance of morning showers supposedly then becoming a more steady afternoon rain today with a high of 71, sunshine tomorrow, but only going to 65. Um, You know, there's so many places now uh, to watch football um, between streaming services and you know, you can watch it on your phone, you watch it on an iPad or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and also, if you look uh, like at your TV, your TV guide, and uh, you see how many of these channels for just ESPN, right? I look at this right now, and I'm looking at, at probably 12. Probably 12 of them. ESPN, ESPN2, HD, 2HD, original documentaries, college football primetime, football center, mm-hmm. ESPNU, ESPN News, News HD, and Deportes, and Deportes HD. So uh, the Manning brothers, Eli and, uh, and uh, Peyton, Peyton, have been given a, uh, they call it a Manning cast. On uh, ESPN two, which means probably one person sees it, and that one person last night took a screenshot of uh, Eli Manning giving the double middle finger. Yes, he was describing it was the Cowboys and the Eagles in Philadelphia, and he was describing once how he was addressed by a uh, youngster in Philadelphia. Nine year old, nine year old kid. Yeah, with the double, uh, the double bird, and uh, so Eli did it. Now, again, first of all, this is cable. You're allowed to behave that way. And secondly, I believe the person who took the picture was the only one watching the Manning cast. <laughs> that being the third Manning brother. Actually, <laughs> believe it or not, people have been watching this, and I, I haven't. I haven't tuned in, but I've seen video uh, uh, of it, and uh, you know, people say, "Oh, the, how nice! They're brothers. They have such chemistry." To, well, they've known each other all their lives, but uh, hey, the Hardy Boys were pretty damn good too, right? But I, uh, I noticed that when the two of these guys are talking, the Eli, uh, the, the Manning brothers, and then they usually have a guest. Like I think uh, you know, last night when this happened, they had uh, Chris Long mm-hmm. uh, with them when uh, when. He, Eli uh, you know, chucked both fingers up on the screen. I find, though, that their conversation while they're playing the game is making it impossible to concentrate in the game, and uh, it needs to stop. First of all, I've, I can't believe that anyone thought Peyton Manning had the kind of personality and delivery to do a football game. I've always found him to be like the most laid-back, Horrible, boring voice I've ever heard. Yeah, no, it, actually, Peyton Manning has got an exceptional sense of humor, and he's shown that uh, you know hosting Saturday Night Live a couple seasons ago, uh, you know all the commercials that he's done. Yeah, you know, Peyton. Listen, of all the Mannings, uh, apart from the old man, Peyton is probably the most likable no, and like the most him. credible. 
Yeah. But when you put them in front of uh, of the action while people are trying to watch a football game, it's like, dudes, shut up. I'm trying to watch the yeah, football game. That's what they're there for. So turn turn on the regular network feed and watch it there. I would much rather do that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, at least I know that there will be times when they're not talking over everything. Well, it's uh, it's interesting that anyone even noticed this. And yet... Uh, it's out there. In fact, it's a story all over the place. Oh, it's 758 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if any of you are aware of this or not, but apparently there's been some sort of disruptive public health crisis going on right now. It's called a pandemic, and from what I can tell, it's not a particularly enjoyable one. In fact, yesterday, Boston Celtic head coach Ime Udoka became the latest to find himself in a 10-day quarantine after coming down with a breakthrough case of asymptomatic COVID-19. The dude's been vaccinated, and yet it still got him despite his best attempts to avoid getting it. You see, folks, there are plenty of people in the NBA who, for whatever reason, are refusing to get their vaccinations. They'll play in a bubble, they'll play basketball in front of an empty arena, but get a Moderna shot at your local CVS? No way! Granted, there are many reasons why so many players are still unvaccinated 22 days before the start of the NBA season. For example, in a Rolling Stone article that came out this week, Kyrie Irving of the Nets, who happens to be the vice president of the executive committee of the Players Union, allegedly liked an Instagram post that suggested that a secret society is implanting vaccinations to link minorities to a master computer, which then claims to be a plan of Satan. Now, I was not entirely aware of this particular conspiracy theory, but let me just say this. Of all the things on Satan's busy agenda, don't you think he's got other things he'd rather do? Sure, a pandemic seems like something he'd be into, but linking vaccinations to a supercomputer, even by Satan's standards, is a bit much for the dark overlord of the fiery bowels of hell. Raping, pillaging, famine, disease. Yeah, that's stuff I'm willing to believe from that guy. But entering HIPAA-protected data into a super mainframe computer? That's way too time-consuming and even unnecessary, even for Satan, who probably hasn't even bothered with any of his Microsoft updates, nor has he renewed his antivirus software, because really, what's the point? Look, I'm willing to believe that some conspiracy theories out there might be valid, but when Satan gets thrown into the conversation, that's when I get kind of skeptical. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Traeger Woodfire Grill is ingenious. Cooking-grade wood pellets give everything real wood fire flavor, and Traeger technology gives you total control. See a Traeger in action. Look for Rocky's and Traeger, the better living center at the Big E. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Whether they were successful or they made the attempt, they were supposed to get a life sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, John Hinckley was sentenced for life to a mental hospital, it, and it wasn't even one of these things where until he's deemed no longer crazy, at which time he would be moved to a correctional facility, he, I believe, if I uh, read this right, and I, and I think I am, he did spend his entire sentence in a mental hospital. Um, when he was released, he was told he had to live with his mother. She died back in July, and uh, he's now... A free man. Um, he's got some prohibitions, though, some weird ones in, in some of these cases. He can't use alcohol. He can't possess firearms. He can't contact the Reagan family or Jodie Foster's family or her agent. 
He can't watch or listen to violent movies, television, or CDs. He can't access printed or online pornography. Oh, oh man. Put me back in jail. Come on. What are you doing? He can't he can't speak to the press. Um so and he can't erase his computer web browser history. So I imagine he'll be spending a lot of time at the library. You know, it's interesting because, you know, and I'm, I'm on the, the Wikipedia page. And I, I forgot that this, that it was ruled this way. So, you know, Hinckley shot three people, a police officer, a Secret Service, a Secret Service agent. And, uh, he shot four people, Jim Brady and Reagan. I know. I was getting, I was getting yeah. to, like three other people besides the president oh, and, okay. and James Brady. But when James Brady died... It was ruled a homicide because mm-hmm. he died based upon the injuries of that shooting. Yep. And yet, Hinkley was re- never charged. I don't recall if he was ever charged for the murder after. I mean, because Brady lived many, many years yeah. after the shooting. Yeah. But it was ruled a homicide. But I don't remember if they changed the 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 terms of his sentencing as a result of that i don't think they did no i don't think so either i'm looking at the wikipedia thing too and i don't even see anything about james brady but you well, know, it says it right right in the beginning that that uh brady's death was ruled a homicide 33 yeah. years after the shooting but you know the thing is the weird thing is uh everybody splits everybody is split the the kennedy family is split Regarding the uh, the parole of Sirhan Sirhan, there are members of the family who say, "Excuse me, it's it's time." You know the guy. Although they are saying, a lot of people are saying he has shown no remorse. He claims he does not actually remember the moment of the shooting. I think he said he might. I I think he remembers. You know, leading up to it, I think he remembers going to the hotel. I don't think he rem- and and I think he remembers having a gun, but I don't think he remembers the incident. Therefore, he has no real remorse. Um, you know, a guy, uh, Squeaky Fromm, sounds like she's been crazy her whole life and maybe still is. Um, she, before before the Ford thing, in 1975, she went to a Led Zeppelin concert and knocked on the door of the vice president of the Swan Records. Uh, she was described as frantic with a nervous tick marring her face she asked to meet with Jimmy Page to warn him that something horrible was going to happen at the concert. So she was whack long before September 5th, 1975, when she tried to kill uh, Gerald Ford, because even after she was released, well, first of all, she was charged with attacking a fellow inmate with a hammer. Right. Uh, she claims that she is still in love with Charles Manson. And she's living in a home with her boyfriend that is decorated with skulls. So well, that doesn't make her a bad person, does it? I mean, really, it makes I mean, her a little strange. You know, it's uh, the the Hinkley thing is interesting because how many times have you seen the insanity plea utilized, but it fails? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to prove someone's insanity, but when it came to you know this situation with Hinkley, I mean. They 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 proved it. He spent the rest of his life in a mental institution, and diagnosed with a ton of different uh, you know mental disorders. But yet they couldn't pin a ment- uh, an insanity case on Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Who killed more people and then ate them. Well, he only, yeah, because he only really had a dietary issue. 
I think that's all that. Right. One, you know? Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, Just everybody, you know, dude gets mo- hungry us, after a while. I get yeah, it. I many get of it. us eat weird things. No, well, I I know, but uh, but even even eating a a dude that's been in your apartment watching videos, you know, that sounds a little bit on the fringe to me. He was in the apartment watching video. Jeffrey was fattening him up. Yeah, I think they uh, they had like chips. <laughs> dip he wanted to make sure the guy was good and juicy um you don't want these guys too thin as you're boring holes into their skull to pour acid into them into the uh, into their craniums to make them into zombies because you're going to want another one two hours later of course if they don't have enough meat on their bones but uh but uh, and and the, the reagan family is a little split too not so much the family i forget which one of the uh of the children uh, was just quoted as saying, my father would have forgiven him by now, so I'm moving on. Um, but but I believe the foundation, the Reagan Foundation, is very much against the idea of Hinckley being freed. But, I mean, you know, you look at the guy. I mean, I don't think he even had a police record before that day. And if he spent that much time in a mental hospital, if the mental hospital couldn't make him better, then maybe we shouldn't have mental hospitals. So if the guy spends that much time in a mental hospital and they determine that he's no longer a danger and he didn't kill anyone, and I understand that I even told you about the 1965 law that made an attempted homis- uh, an attempted assassination of a president by itself a life sentence. Um, but, you know, lots of life sentences don't end up being that way. Yeah, I, 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 but the idea of of shutting down mental hospitals, you know, we've already gone down that road, and it hasn't really proven to be very effective. Mm-hmm. Like there are people out there that that need to be hospitalized, but you know, they shut them all down. There's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, that hasn't been uh, that hasn't been a real successful approach. But you know, it's it's such a hard thing to to prove whether or not someone understood what they were doing was wrong. And you're basing, you know, like like that determines whether or not someone was insane enough f- to be charged with an insanity case. I mean, it, it just the whole definition of of uh, of the of insanity, as far as the law is concerned, perplexes the hell out of me because it in some cases it simply does not make sense. Yeah. How do you say, you know, that guy was insane? But the guy boring holes into the heads of young Laotian children, yeah, no, he's on the up and up. Well, and it's also different states, different uh, no, I parameters, get that. that kind of thing. I get that, but when it when it comes to like certain acts of uh, of criminality, I mean, don't they are they all state cases? Uh, well, it depends. Although you know, trying to kill a president is obviously a federal case, but uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, I believe, was always just a state case. Um, I, I don't know. You know, look, uh, I, I think it's going to be kind of tough for John Hinckley, although he's 66 years old. Uh, so maybe he's not going to go anywhere beyond, say, uh, fast food jobs. Uh, but, you know, walking into a place and asking for uh, a resume, 
I mean, an application, rather. Yeah, I'm seeing you. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Hinckley. I'm seeing like a 34-year yeah. gap between your f- previous employer. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, well, you know. I uh, may have shot a president yeah. uh, just to... Just to impress a chick. But I mean, can you could you see this guy walking into a place and wanting to fill out an application? Well, we have uh, openings here. Uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, <laughs> Hinkley. First name John Junior. Have uh, you uh, ever worked in radio before? Uh, no, but I. Uh, but I hear the I hear the bar set pretty yeah, low. Yeah, yeah. All right, when can you start? <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, I don't know. That's a guy who's gonna yeah, either he, need a surgical uh, change, <clears throat> or at the very least, a name change. Although I bet he's not allowed to do that either. It's uh, eight twenty-one with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. If you're looking for the best, it's eight twenty-three with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England and Tampa in Foxborough on Sunday, October third. Which, if uh, you're paying attention, is like days away from. Uh, today, go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. We will choose a winner on September 30th. Your chance to win tickets to uh, see New England versus Tampa, built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So I'm uh, I'm getting a snowblower. Didn't you already have one? No, no. In fact, we talked about this uh, last week when I was saying I think I should. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, I did. I did find one. Um. It's owned by someone else, but it is not used. So, um, I think I'm getting. A, I, I think I'm getting a deal. What are you being uh, charged for this? Well, I'm not going to tell you that because it it, it it wouldn't be accurate either. Because a friend of mine said when I was telling him about it, my friend's like, uh, "Well, how about?" I, and he pauses for a second. And he goes, "No, you're not going to know that." And I'm like, "What? What?" He goes. How many horsepower? I go, yeah, no, nah, nah, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't ask. Yeah, that. You didn't care. That's, that's something I you was concerned care. with when I went over to look at it and uh, make sure it worked. Uh, it never dawned on me to either say uh, how much ha- horsepower is it or to read it off of probably the side of the engine. So it, it may even say it off the side of the thrower. Yeah, like it's just yeah. uh, just to show you it's got to. Four or five or six horsepower yeah. on that thing. I have no idea. Four or five or six, whether it's supposed to be forty or fifty or sixty, I, I don't know. I, but uh, but I'm getting it. So I and I, it's one of these things where I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. But as I said, the the uh, individual who used to plow my driveways is no longer available, and there does not seem to be an awful lot of them out there. So I thought, well, maybe I just need to get another snowblower and have to do it myself. Yeah, but at your age, you know, wouldn't you just prefer to find another plow guy? I mean, there's got to be. I mean, if let's say uh, you are a local radio celebrity and went on the air and say, hey, I'm looking for a new plow guy. Don't you think somebody would step up to the plate and uh, and plow you? I, I don't know, and I certainly wasn't looking at it as an age thing. I'm sure there's plenty um, of guys out there that love to plow you. Um, I, I, you know, it's not. I don't have a heart condition. Okay, right. I had heart surgery. I had the problem fixed. I, yeah. don't, I don't really have to worry about that. Yeah, but you're about to be 62 years old. Yeah, and the guy across the street from me who's still plowing his driveway with a snowblower is 80 something. Yeah, and his doctors probably tell yeah. him, "Hey, don't plow your, don't uh, blow your driveway." Uh, well, he's still been doing it at 80 something years old. Guy's an animal. 
You don't want another dude coming over and pushing your inches away? Uh, Steven, I don't even want to talk. I bet you there's going to be guys around the block willing to plow you and plow you good every every time of the storm. Oh, man, I've been waiting to plow O'Brien for years. Yeah, now's my chance. Now's my chance. Uh, Pendleton Avenue is going to see pretty, pretty hefty work going on. Um. Yeah, and that, see, now I got people making me this offer, and I've already got the, the snowblower on the way. Yeah, so well, I can't I, stop it. Can't you, be stopped. It, no stopping well, it. Well, you, I mean, if you, if you, depending on how much you spent, you know, it might still be worth because you know these things break down, and you're not a real handy guy, and you know, one, one good shear pin, and you're you're sol. And that's the thing. It's like they break down more often than you think. They really they do. do. They yeah. do. And uh, you, you, you're not, you're not authorized to do that. Yeah, I think, I think you'll be getting plowed <sighs> real good. By the way, uh, Steve, I don't know if you have this for the news. Did you get the uh, the um, notification from Mass Live of what's going on at the governor's house? No. Okay. Um, actually, I don't know if that is a Mass Live thing. Well, we'll uh, I can, we can look it up. Yeah, go ahead and look yeah. it up. And uh, all right. Well, we got right. we got news coming up next to Rock 102. 829 with Max and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by RM Gun Vault. They strive for the highest caliber of excellence. Very <laughs> clever. Yeah. It's time for news. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Baxter. A group of climate protesters have tied themselves to a boat outside of Governor Charlie Baker's house in Swampscott. The words climate emergency are painted on the boat, which is on a trailer at the end of Baker's driveway. The group Extinction Rebellion Boston tweeted a photo of the boat saying the pink boat has landed at Governor Baker's house just above sea level for now. I would, get it because, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would think uh, he have to get out of the driveway to go to work. I'm sure he's got a back exit. He just goes through the neighbor's yard. Well, but I but I mean his, uh, his big SUV might be in the, no, I think the SUV probably pulls up every morning. But, uh, yeah, what are you doing? Rebels have locked on. We demand climate justice and a declaration of climate and ecological emergency. The time to act is now. Get out of my driveway. (laughs) You're blocking my way out. My kids got to go to school. Um, You know, I I was, uh, I saw this story the other day. Remember the um, thing we had here in Massachusetts a month or so ago with the moops? Yes. uh, Uh I-95. These people um, are... Uh, crazy, I guess you might say, in some cases. Um, there was a story of a woman who had bought a house. Uh, I think it might have been in New Jersey. And uh, she comes home one day and puts her key in the lock, and it doesn't work. And uh, she... They said, you got the rent money yet? No. She said, I don't. They said, well, but, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> so she knows there. She could tell there's somebody in the house. So she's like knocking on the door, and the guy comes to the door. He answers the door. I don't know if he opened the door or if he was talking through it, but um, he claimed uh, as a member of these uh, people who are sovereign and don't believe in laws that this is his house. He owns this house. He had all the locks changed, and it's his house. Hmm. And and the cops come out, and uh, you know the woman's able to find paperwork. Uh, to prove that it's her house, so the cops make the guy leave, and then as soon as the cops leave, the guy comes back again, pushes his way past the woman into the house and closes the door. What? And then she calls the police, and then a SWAT team shows up. But yeah, they they like they believe 
And, and then, and the article then gave a bunch of other examples of how these people have just like taken over other people's homes. Yeah, and, yeah, and said, you know, this is mine. Well, and it's is it mostly vacant homes or is it- I don't think so. I think some of them are, you know, because they don't want to stay without furniture. I remember that one in Florida, probably back in the beginning of the year, they had a huge party at it, mm-hmm. and it was because the thing was up for sale and nobody was buying it because it was it was like a mansion. It was yeah. like a, you know over like a couple of million dollars for this thing. And uh, they had been squatting there for over a year, and nobody even knew it until they had this giant party that got broken up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, what's going what's on I, here? Yeah, you don't belong you here. So, you know, this thing with, at, at Baker's house, it's like, um, I mean, they're in the road. They're not on his property, but they are blocking his driveway. That um, is, I think that is still illegal because yeah. you're not supposed to block... A right of way, right. But you know, you know, he is the governor of Massachusetts, and uh, there would be some precedent for a governor to take like a state helicopter from their house to go do their business. So couldn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think Charlie's ever done that. No, I don't. I, I mean, Jane Swift yeah. would do it was, all the time. I was yeah. just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was Jane Smith's primary form of transportation, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, no, but, Charlie's never done that. But there's also, uh, I'm pretty sure, there's twenty four seven. Um, state troopers on Charlie's property, whether they are parked out in the street or in his driveway, I don't know. Mm. But uh, well, they're supposed to be there, but they put in saying that they uh, were there. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Plus, they're also unvaccinated, so they were going to resign anyway. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, the union re- representing 1,800 members of the Mass State Police said on Friday that dozens of troopers had submitted resignation paperwork after a Suffolk uh, Superior Court judge denied the union's request to block Governor Baker's COVID vaccine mandate for state employees. But to date, only one trooper has actually resigned over the mandate, a state police spokesperson said on Monday. <laughs> now that I think about it, so obviously the state <laughs> police are upset with the governor over this whole mandate. So maybe it's the state troopers at his house that were like, uh, "Hey, uh, nice boat. You you want to put it over here? <laughs> Why don't you put it right here, right, yeah. right here at Watch the end this. of this driveway? Yeah. Lock the driveway. Oop. And uh, they're like, and they're like, well, isn't that illegal? Ah, don't worry about it. We're the cops. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spokesperson David Procopio said the department has been notified by our HR office of one trooper who has uh, definitively stated he will retire because of the vaccine mandate. Other troops have indicated they may resign or retire due to the mandate, Procopio said, but as of Monday night, only one had. Yeah, which is why I don't know how they come up with uh, dozens have. Did it say filed their paperwork well, no. or gotten their paperwork? Uh, he said the department has been notified to no, it was in the first sentence. Yeah, it was the it was where's the where is it now? It was B at the top. The union representing a dozen dozens he said that dozens of troopers had submitted resignations. Submitted paperwork. resignations. But that's not true. Yeah, right. The state's <laughs> highest it's, it's it's one thing to pull the paperwork. It's another thing to fill it out and resubmit it. Well, and there's also the difference between resigning and retiring. Right. I mean, you know, you've got to go and get paperwork to retire. That's it. I'm resigning. Or retiring. Retiring, whichever is the good one. Whatever, the yeah. Whatever. yeah. <laughs> Which, whichever one's going to pay off better at the end of the day. 
The uh, state's highest court has thrown out the guilty verdict against former Granby resident Cara Rintala, who was convicted of murder in tw- the 2010 strangling death of her wife, Anna Marie Cochran Rintala. Cara Rintala went on trial three times at Hampshire Superior Court in Northampton. The first two trials had ended with hung juries before she was convicted in a third trial in 2016. The case received extensive nationwide attention as it was the first time a woman was convicted of the murder of her lawful wife. Now the Northwestern DA's office said they are ready for a fourth. We believed in the strength of our case from day one, and now that we've seen a jury hearing this evidence has convicted Kara Rintala, albeit that decision being overturned today, it gives us hope moving forward that we can continue on our quest for justice and the right outcome will be achieved. That's according to First Assistant District Attorney Stephen Gagne. Was that a written statement or a spoken statement? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I always find the word albeit uh, tough to say. You said it perfectly fine there. Well, I know, but I wouldn't use it in a, in a sentence in its proper usage. That was a great song by Paul McCartney. Uh, no, that's that was Let It Be. No, it was uh, Uncle Albeit. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's okay. Uncle Albert. Uh, we're so sorry, Uncle Albeit. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was sorry, Uncle Albert. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't use that word. I wouldn't use the word sans. You know what I don't like? Anyone who says heretofore. I've never heard never, anyone. Yeah, I've never heard anyone. Yeah, heretofore. heretofore. I don't yeah. like that one, and I don't like anyone who's not English saying the word whilst. What do you mean you don't like sans? Sans. I, I say that all the I, time. I know you do, which is what which is what made me realize how much it bothers me. Yeah, but you know, guys our age, we're almost at the point where we're forced to wear like sans belt action slacks. Yeah, that's different. I was uh, reading these uh, lines the other day for the things boomers say, and one of them was. Uh, if somebody says, I'm hungry. Oh, hi, hungry. I'm Bob. Stuff like great that. Stuff. That stuff drives me nuts. But sometimes I find myself saying those see? things. Yeah. See? Albeit when you do. Albeit when uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But heretofore, you will never say it again. Uh, yep. Where Especially whilst working. I was, uh, I was lost. Hey, the uh, Greenfield Police Department's comfort dog is back on the job after a health scare earlier this month. Officer Donut underwent emergency surgery after his handlers noticed signs of bloat. The disease can be deadly if not treated right away. After Mm. a few weeks of recovery, Officer Donut is back to work. He's eating too many donuts? I think so. He's on light duty and can't go on visitations yet, but the department said they're happy to see his drool back on the walls. Oh, his drool? Yeah, Yeah, I think he's a St. Bernard. Uh, is he? Yeah, I think so. Um, but, but, you know, to say he's back on the job, but he can't go out to comfort people yet, that's not like... Uh, He's just doing desk duty right now. Well, I guess. I was up in Greenfield yesterday. Oh, that's right, getting your ID. I had to get my Uh, real ID, because apparently the one I've been using for the last 25 years is fake. Well, it's not good anymore. No, but it, uh, it only took about 20 minutes. Well, well, I guess to go all the way up there because you can make an appointment. My 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 birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. so my license is expiring. This is the year that it's expiring, so I had to renew it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to get well. You don't have to get one, but it helps when you're traveling via air to get the real ID. Oh my God, you said via. I did say via. <laughs> I forgot so, that was another one on my list. Sans the regular license, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, so you have to make an appointment, and I ha- and, and it's probably best to do it through AAA because uh, AAA, you're, you're, they're only dealing with one person at a time. 
as opposed to you going to the RMV or I don't even know how that works now. I think you got to make an appointment with them too, right? The I RMV. I believe so. But either way, you had to bring all this paperwork with you, and uh, it was actually it, it it only took about twenty minutes. Did you have all the proper identification without a problem? I did. I had my social security or not. I didn't have my social security card because I told you they got eaten by my dog. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had the passport. I had my uh, W-2 with my Social Security number on it. Right. And then I had uh, my regular driver's license and... And your fake one. A utility bill. Well, there you go. You got everything. And that was it. Hmm. But they make it it's they make it sound like so intimidating when they give you this giant piece of paper of all these things you, you should bring. And I'm like, long-form birth certificate? What's what? the long-form versus the short-form? What is the difference? The short one form is, is like shorter a, than is the like other. A, no, the, the the short one is like literally like a card, like little even even smaller than your vaccination like card. This dude was born here. Yeah, the longer form is literally like a full page with the seal on it. Well, they both should have, they both should be embossed, or uh, or, or notarized or whatever the hell it is. But the long form is like a full page letter, embossed. Where yeah. do you get that? Where do you get that? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I got- the last time I got it, I actually called the town of Attleboro, and they sent me copies yeah. for, like, a few bucks. So I got to call New York City? I had to call a town, yeah, I had to call a town in New Jersey years ago when I needed uh, the passport. No. The passport. Boy. I know. It's a big pain in the ass. Yeah. 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 You know, Especially I, in New York City. And I wound up getting, a, like, a like a two or three extra copies because, yeah, you know, just in case, because you never know when you have to produce these damn things. Plus, you just like to have them around the house. I like to remember when I was born, if yeah. I can, yeah. and I don't remember the actual date. Hey, uh, you know, going back to your snowplowing thing, it's National Neighbor Day. Really? Did you know that? No, I did not. And whether you like them or not, would you say that you trust your neighbors? Um, depends on which one. <laughs> A new poll asked over 6,000 Americans, and only half of us trust the people we live next to. of people say they trust their neighbors. 17% said absolutely not. 22% are not sure. And 10% said they don't have an opinion. All right, but you're saying the people we live next to. (laughs) Yeah. As opposed to the one, hey, neighbor, you know, and and then you find out they actually live five houses away or the next block over. Right. Um, Well, one side I absolutely would. The other, I, I can't say. I've never met them. I don't know. Well, that's the you're the ten percent part on that side of the house. Uh huh. The older you get, the more likely you are to trust your neighbors. Only thirty five percent of people under twenty five said yes, compared to sixty two percent of people fifty five and up. And where you live matters too. People in the South are least likely to trust their neighbors. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Which is weird because they're supposed to be the friendliest. Yes, but remember we I I don't know if you remember this. We talked to this like uh, country comedian years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember him, and I said to him, it was you and I doing the interview, John, right. and I said to him, I said, uh, you know, people uh, up here in, in New England are very cold and bitter, and mm-hmm. they don't want to like talk to anybody. People right. down south are nice, and he goes, yep, but we'll talk about you right behind your back as soon as you walk away, and mm-hmm. he was right. Yeah, of course, yeah, he was absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, people out west are most likely to trust them, the neighbors. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think a lot of my neighbors listen to this show, so I would rather not say whether or not I trust them just in case one of them gets hurt. I like my neighbors. My neighbors are uh, all three sides there. Uh, I have no problem. Maybe they have a problem with me, though. Yeah, well. See, I'll never know that. Cause you're not, well, you're not going to extend yourself. No, I'm not going to extend myself. Well, and plus, it's, you know, like I knew somebody 
who uh, who had a dog, right? And uh, the dog had this bark. It was it was actually more of a howl. And what, what did it um, sound like? Huh? What did it sound like? Uh, like a wolf. Like a, it sounded like a wolf. Howl! Yeah, exactly like that. Or a woof, woof, yeah. Woof, no, the first no. We've already got that on a promo. We don't need another one. <laughs> Um, well, they said they wanted more promos. So. Yeah, well, not the same ones. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's better than the last one. <laughs> so, anywho, yes, uh, this person is trying to convince me that all of uh, all the neighbors love the dog, and they love the sound of the howling. And I said, no, no, that's not right. You love that's the sound true. of the howling? No, I said, the, the people who l- are okay with the dog will say something complimentary to you. Mm. But all of the others who don't say a word are not happy about this. Don't don't just assume because one or two or even five people come up and go, "Oh, I love to hear the sound of your dog howling on the back step." It's it's the it's the 35 others who aren't talking to you, aren't coming up to you. You know, my my dog when he wants to come in will bark like maybe once. But I'm, but I'm right on it, and and sometimes he didn't even have to do it. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm there to open the door, and and that's it. I'm but exactly it, the same way. But if you know, if it's, if it's more than once, it's it's a, it's unusual. Mm-hmm. And our, my dog's got a real deep, powerful bark. It, he's an eighty pound dog, but he sounds like he's four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, it's like the yep. uh, the haystacks Calhoun of canines. Which is why it used to drive me crazy when someone would say to me. God, you're so impatient. You're so uh, you're so quick to to jump all over someone whose dog is barking. And I'm like, no, I'm not. See, I'm not asking of anyone else what I wouldn't expect from myself. And I'm like that. When the dog barks once, I go out and I get her. I let her in the house. I don't let her stay out there and keep barking and not hear her while everyone else can. So that's not demanding. Nah, you are a little impatient. Nah, not for well, not in this, not in this instance. Well, not in that instance, right. but you know, in general, oh, yeah. I would say you have uh, like little to no patience. I'm not going to argue with that, but in this particular case, that's not the truth. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It is 64 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, I'm. Jeff. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850. And Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Is he a schizo? What are you talking about? I ain't going to do you no harm. He's singing in that song. Yeah. And the other song, he's singing about getting a gun and shooting his old lady. All right, but I I, I don't know if he uh, wrote Hey Joe. I think that's a uh, no, You've got to condone song. it just to sing it. No, you don't. You don't, you, you don't have to believe the words you're singing. Oh, I, I would think that that would be uh, detrimental to your performance. Do you think that a guy like Chuck Berry really meant what he was saying when he sang My Ding-A-Ling? Yes, I, I do. I don't. I absolutely do. Well, that's a— Why would like, Chuck Berry lie about something like that? He has no motivation. Well, I mean, he had motivation at the time. He he recorded it after all. But yeah, I don't know. Listen, uh, I I don't want to go out there and say that Jimi Hendrix was you know nuts. That's uh, I don't want to do that. Steve, I appreciate what you just gave me. Uh, Steve just sent me a picture of uh, I was talking earlier about having flies in my house for some reason. Yes, and cluster um, flies. They're not. They're not. I already, because uh, I had an exterminator at my house last month to take care of uh, hornets. Who obviously didn't do a very good job with the flies. Situation. I didn't have a problem last month with flies. 
But so I texted him a couple of days ago about the flies, and he said, send me a picture. And I sent him a picture of the flies. He said, no, those are not cluster flies. Can I so, see the picture of the fly? Uh, I don't know if I still have it or not. Uh, Can you get your fly up? <clears throat> you know what's going on? Here. Oh, got, no, wait a minute. You got dirty drains. What? Oh, yeah. The yeah, drains. That sometimes happens, too. You pour stuff down the drain. And since you're a single guy, you probably don't use the drain that much, like in your kitchen sink or even in your bathroom. What do you mean I don't use the drain? Well, you're not, it's not being used as much as somebody with a full family in the house where the water's running all the time and the water's not settling stagnant uh, and collecting kind of bacteria, which uh, right, is well, like a nest for flies. And how, but, but how do they, they, what do you mean? They nest in the pipes? Uh yeah, they nest in the in the in that little trap in the, the, in the bottom. A, of the how do they not get drowned? Well, the, because th- it's it's stagnant water. Do you have a uh, garbage disposal in your house? I do. You do. Do, do you use it regularly? Uh no. There you uh, go. There you go. There's That's your source. It. There you yeah. go. That's, That's what's going on. Right I there. don't believe that for a second. Listen, do yourself a favor, and uh, you have a sewer system, right? You yeah, have yeah, yeah. So, so get yourself some bleach and, uh, you know, uh, let it settle inside the drain there for a while. I don't know if I want my extermination advice coming from either one of you two. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be bleach. Sometimes uh, just like a, like a big jug of white vinegar will do it. Yeah. And that, uh, that'll kill them off. Yeah, if you want to go the all-natural route. But you want to go to that uh, super death blow uh, way, oh, you yeah. get the bleach out. Bleach packs a punch. Dump it right yeah. down that garbage disposal. Yeah. So both of you scare the hell out of me. You know what you do? You take I want my advice from you. gasoline and you pour it down there. And then you all right, all right. Now fire. that sounds like a good idea. How about sticks of dynamite? Right. You ever try no, that? you can't do that. You can't buy that stuff. But I can certainly get gasoline. I got a guy that can get you sticks of dynamite. <sighs> Quite a few of them. Drain proof. They're perfect for that job. <laughs> so I forget why we were talking about this earlier. We were talking about this uh, Kevin Duncan press conference that David Letterman apparently was in. Kevin Durant. Durant. Um, I just saw it on the Today Show. That was more uncomfortable than anything I've ever seen Larry David do. <laughs> it was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. It looked like nobody in that room recognized Letterman. Despite the beard, the glasses, even with a mask on, you know, and the voice. Well, you know, the thing is, if you don't watch his Netflix thing anymore, like uh, the interview show, if you're not aware of that. He's been off the. He's been off his show for years. I, I know. I guess. I mean, we we know it because we grew up watching you know David mm-hmm. Letterman. But uh, you know, some of these kids don't have any idea who he is. So he asked this question, uh, you know, a stupid question. And uh, and Kevin Duncan gets totally blown Kevin Durant. away. Uh, Durant uh, gets blown away by it, and and he's like Letterman is like, well, what do you think of that? And and Durant doesn't answer, and then Letterman turns to the reporter next to him and says, well, what do you think? You know, like like he's also interviewing <laughs> other reporters, and then all of a sudden, you know, that reporter must have said, get the hell out of here. Because all of a sudden Letterman's like, well, I guess my time's up now. <laughs> and then uh, the basketball player, Dun- Duncan or Durant, uh, he says, uh, yeah, boy, they'll let anybody in here. And then as Letterman's getting to the door, he turns around and he goes, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like these other reporters were like so uncomfortable when this was going on. And it's uncomfortable to watch. It's almost as bad as when he hosted the Oscars years ago. <laughs> no, this is just. 
This I, I don't know how anybody's got the balls to do something like that. It's uh, just about <clears throat> excuse me, eight fifty-seven with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. The Bax.